0: Welcome to a big episode of the MinMax show. MinMax is a place about games, friends and getting better. We're very glad you found us. Thank you for being here. My name is Ben Hansen. We have the full crew together once more yet again. I'm joined by Sarah Podzorski. Hello. I'm joined by Leo Vader. Hello. Kelsey Lewin. Hi. Janet Garcia.
1: Hello. And that's
0: the thing. So just remember everybody's voices. If you're just listening to this, just rem- remember exactly what everybody sounds like so it'll be easier to figure out what's going on in the podcast. So it's kind of like a pop quiz situation. Uh, Kyle Hilliard. Hello. Memorize this. That's right. Jacob Keller. Happy Hanukkah. And Jeff Markiafava. That's me, the caboose again. <laughs> that's right. Old caboose Fava. Welcome, everybody. Thank you for being here. This is the grand finale. Of our game of the year debate discussion, all this stuff for twenty twenty two. This is this is everything. Um, if you're watching on YouTube, thank you for being here. Um, you can always subscribe to the Mid Max Show podcast on your favorite podcast app. It's it's uh, not a Patreon thing. The overall outlet is, but the actual podcast itself you can get run right in your favorite app. Um, and everybody else, uh, we'd appreciate if you subscribe to our YouTube channel. Check out the video version, please. Uh, we know that. I'm going to use the power of analytics to say 22% of you watching right now are not subscribing to our channel. And if you enjoyed this discussion, please do! We would appreciate it. It's a little click, but it means the world to us. Uh, this is the 210s, everybody. We have been building up, for what feels like an eternity, a list of truly the greatest games of 2022 for a list that we call the 210s, as you can see here. <sighs> uh, last we left off, we were in a spot of this list is looking pretty good. Maybe a couple things we'd like to change before we start really diving in and worrying about the exact ranking. Because it's not just a big bucket. We need to organize everything within this bucket. And that's, that's the tough part, really, if I had to boil it down. So for people um, listening and watching, let's, let's go over the basics here. So right now, as the list stands, unorganized as all hell, mind you. Well, I, I'm sick of talking. Who wants to talk? Who wants to list these off?
2: I was just wondering if... If we should explain two tens. <laughs>
0: Kyle, every episode you've said this, and I went back and checked last year's, you also, yeah. I think you are more in love with this pun than anybody on earth.
2: Well, mostly I just was curious if any new people would be like, why are they doing two, this is a top 20. List. Right, right. Yeah, right. It, we do not, we do not acknowledge two twenty.
0: Uh, so two tens in honor of the two Ns in honor of Min because our outlet's name is Min Max with two Ns. Um, and it's go. not the top so you're 20, it's are welcoming new tens.
2: people this way, Ben.
3: I actually didn't know that. I don't know if I just forgot, but I did not know that. <laughs> I, I, thought I thought that you guys knew it, it on choose. Yeah Yeah, and I'll I'll say it next year too Look forward to it
4: (laughs) I recently listened to last year's uh, 210's And you said I didn't know that (laughs) (laughs) Well I can't wait to do it again next year Uh,
3: There we go Are we
0: all just AI repeating the same loops Over and over again What is happening to our existence Um, uh, Leah will you run down this list here So I don't have to hear myself talk anymore currently unordered but in the order that we said them from excitement we said vampire survivors horizon forbidden west elden ring xenoblade chronicles 3 god of war ragnarok kirby and the forgotten land immortality citizen sleeper pentiment the case of the golden idol tiny kin marvel's midnight sons nobody saves the world hard space shipbreaker Live alive! Whoa, whoa, whoa! That's uh, come on. It's live, alive. Every kindergartner knows that. Come on, man, get it together. And we'll talk about it. It's that not going to
1: matter if, it, it, if <laughs> <not. laughs> a
0: Dead or dead? All right, go on. <laughs> Fortnite, Zero Blood, <laughs> Rumbleverse, Atari 50: The Anniversary Celebration, The Last Clockwinder, and Cult of the Lamb. And then we have things in purgatory. Um, some things in this purgatory list, Mario and Rabbit, Sparks of Hope, Signalis, Neon White, Tunic, The Pokemons, uh, Weird West, Wordle, Splatoon 3, Stray, Return to Monkey Island, Patrick Box, World Legacy 2, Potion Permit, Roller Drums, Strange Horticulture, Roller Champions, and Curse to Golf. So there's a lot of stuff that we could still swap up. Janet, <clears throat> you seemed, as we were signing off on last week's episode of the podcast, you seemed to be the most, like you had the biggest, um boiling stew in your stomach of like i've got some things to say about this list i don't think this is locked down (laughs) i don't think this is as locked (laughs) down as it could be what um what have you been thinking about in the days since we recorded the last episode what uh what is what what are you what are you feeling in terms of this list and how it's not serving justice to gaming in 2022
1: um it's not really necessarily that because i think at the end of the day the list is a culmination of all of us so i'm wondering is this is this who we are? Yes, that <laughs> is the question. That is so negative when that you that question. way. But I do think I feel like just some of the ones that are in the mix, it's like, mm, is it that deep and could we put like a better game in there that we care more about that's in purgatory? Yep. Uh, more so than necessarily any personal ones because I feel like I have a lot of myself already represented, so I just more want to ask some questions and see where those hey, questions lead.
0: this is a friendly space for you, Janet. Give us one question you have on the tip of your tongue.
1: If we didn't have Fortnite there, what would, what would we have instead? Mario and Rabbit Sparks of Hope. Is that the I only a, answer to that question? <laughs> I,
5: I have a different answer as yeah. the main Fortnite, I feel like, defender on the list. Uh, Wordle. It's like, replace one big social experience for another big social experience.
4: Neither I, of them, like, like totally that. work as a 2023 or 2022 game either, which right. I think is kind of funny.
0: Yeah, so <laughs> replace one for the other. <laughs> I, I like that. And, Janet, I love, it's noted, um, your kind of selflessness, because I know you're a big champion of Fortnite, for you to, to poke at that first. I think that's very selfless of you, and I appreciate you, and I appreciate that move. Um is Wordle the, the answer for what we would swap it with if we were swapping something for Fortnite Zero Build? I,
3: I would just like to note myself as a Wordle dissenter.
0: Right, right. Before
3: this gets added to the list. <laughs> I just want everyone to actor. know I don't support this. <laughs> yeah. I don't like it. Here's my question. And quest- I'm against it. Noted.
0: Here's my question for you, Sarah. I did is, like it and I'm yeah. for it. Is it, um, <laughs> it kind of what I call like the Pink Floyd effect? Of like we can like Pink Floyd, but Pink Floyd's fans are kind of like you get annoyed by them. I feel like you're more annoyed by the social well, consequences okay, Wordle of Wordle. Is annoying, right, but I
3: just feel like this is a video game list, <laughs> and I don't know if I consider Wordle as much of a video game as say like the rest. Of the literally every other video game on this list which is a video game,
0: right? Atari 50. Atari fifty, and to that point, I think the social element is all Wordle
5: is. Right, yeah, it's a. It's a five-letter word guessing game. Like, it's all about <laughs> the impact it so had it isn't on your need friend game? group. No. Look, if this was the year that Crossword was invented,
2: Crossword would be number one on this list. <laughs> With a bullet. <laughs> You're totally right. Um, <laughs> uh, I push against this sort of, like, it's not... Uh, is that what we're saying? It's not a game? I think that's uh, insanity. Absolutely World is a video game that I played and enjoyed this year. Simple doesn't bad. Is that what we're bad. saying, or am I misinterpreting this?
3: That's what That's what, that's what I'm some saying. of us were saying. That's what I'm (laughs) saying, is that if you told me to list a video game, Wordle would not come to mind.
2: Mm Mm-hmm. But it's and like it, you you interact with it and it gives you digital feedback. Like it can't be, you know.
3: I mean, that's like yeah. I go to an ATM and I put in my PIN code. That's not a video game.
1: Yeah, money you, comes out. Like I get a so currency. I mean, that's not a video game. Wait, wait, wait. Beep, when, comes beep, out, beep, when beep, you boop. enter in the amount you want. You have a whole different <laughs> reason. <using>. Yeah, it's <laughs> a privilege. Mine just says life. Error. Um, <laughs> there's in a I, world full of digital experiences.
2: Right.
3: Wordle is not a video game. I feel like this I is totally weird. Disagree.
2: Mobile Absolutely.
5: game, like d- looking down on. You know, it's like it's
3: it's it's a game that you play on <laughs> look, an look, electronic look. device. You, you can put it play. on the can we list. Have the,
4: what is? Can we have the? What and is when a people video come for you, just
1: know that I wasn't a part of it. I think I think well, it's to, a, to that point. I'm curious, Sarah, what would you put if Fortnite wasn't on there? Like we know you probably I, put Wordle, but what, what would, would you put? I
3: would love to see Signalis move up. I mm. would love to see literally any other Literally any other game move up. Strange Horticulture, Potion, oh, Pyramid, Signalis Rabbids, is two and three. <laughs> Not, well, okay, Mario Rabbids would still be better than Wordle, in my opinion. I would literally accept anything. Is that better the bar's th- on like the floor?
1: I'm just wondering like what would be a good a good swap for that. I'm kind of Neutral on Wordle. It it is a fun nod to the year, but I also think to Sarah's point, like while I don't agree with the, it's not really a game. I just think it's not that it's not that it's impactful for the moment, but it had its moment and that moment already left in a way that I feel like a lot of these other games will be talked about more. Um, Also, I think, I think one person having a vehement negative reaction isn't necessarily a no deal, but it is a strike against it, it's, to me, I mean, on, yeah. you not like
4: Elden Ring, so... Well, no, I, I don't
1: I do not not like Elden Ring. <laughs> I don't understand Elden Ring enough to understand if I don't think it's good. Right. I wish I was good enough to sure. tell you that game wasn't good. I am not, so I'm just going to have to trust y'all. Like, it's also, it's, same thing with Xenoblade. Like, I don't want to spend the hours. You spent the hours. All right, let's go. Y'all did your time. <laughs> I didn't want to do it. Shout yep. out to y'all. I, could be I me. do
4: have a, a hypothetical that might, I don't know, clear this up a little bit. If Pokemon Go came out this year, would that count? Would we be talking about Absolutely. that? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I think Pokemon Go is way better than Wordle, too, though. Right?
1: I, now we're like I've mobile just, v. mobile like it in a weird way. I
5: feel like Wordle like Wordle, had a time when it was all anyone was talking about, and that's not true anymore. But I also think Wordle is a game that people are still going to be playing daily in like 10 years, and I mm-hmm. think that's honestly a really impressive thing that should... like. It is hard to make a new really simple word game yep you know like i would not be able to think of a five letter word game that didn't exist that could exist it feels like it's like you know my parents do spelling bee every morning on the with the new york times and they've done that for like eight years and now they also do wordle every morning like it it just feels like an entry into kind of the canon of word games i don't think that they invented that though did they the five-letter word. What Wordle thing. is that, no. that, Playing
0: that game has been a, around. The, the Mastermind equivalent. Yeah, I, I think I think so. It's like, but I do not that it doesn't get any points for mainstreaming it and like an right. absolutely right. unprecedented and social integrating the
2: social element. Yeah, of it. yeah.
0: Right. Here, here's I think what a lot of this would come down to is Wordle one of those games that seven of us played a fair bit of and all enjoyed. I'm trying to figure out where everybody's passion is at. Is it kind of in that stray camp of like we like it. We all like it, but I don't know. I, I do admit I'm, I I
2: now find myself passionately arguing that Wordle is a game, right? Like that's an important argument for me to make suddenly. Yeah. But I'm like, would it make my top 20 even though I liked it? <laughs> like,
6: it I need to step Yeah, back that's where and I, look I met at with it as well. well
2: that, that's an interesting question. Who would put
0: Wordle on their top 10 personal list?
4: Oh, top 10?
7: Yeah. Uh I I would like to say as someone who guessed <laughs> okay. it in one word today, Whoa, um, Jeff. Whoa, I, I still fan. probably wouldn't put it on my top ten. Okay. You guys right, are disgusting.
3: Are okay. <laughs> <finished>. <laughs> you guys disgust me <laughs> right now. Like We're happy
0: for our friends, Sarah.
3: <laughs> Should uh, we do the oath peer again? pressure? <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> 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 the oath was poo-pooed too hard. Um but it, you know the equivalent <laughs> of the oath is at any point. I think we can call it out. Somebody can raise their hand at any point during this episode. You can force somebody to say something nice about anybody else. At any point, someone can just raise their hand and we'll, we'll throw it out there as a nice um, icebreaker. So. I also want to say we're recording this instead of having dinner.
6: Yeah. <laughs> on a Monday night,
0: and that's gonna have right a
1: second night. Hey, man, West Coast, Best Coast. It's three p.m. over here. Also, I, I just ate lunch, a late lunch. I also—it's well, wanna...
7: it's gonna go for a while, though. So <laughs> you'll get there.
2: I
0: also I'll wanna... see you there in a couple hours. We should also note that um, everybody uh, watching this will have some things that they disagree with this list about, um, and you will yeah. have your chance to correct this list uh, if you jump into the Minmax Discord because we're compiling everybody's a big hive mind of the actual top 20 some would say the two tens from the community so everybody can have a vote there and then it's just hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people and we'll have a more objective take on the best games of the year and that's going to be on the we next episode a, of the a podcast new list to be
1: mad at that's, that's exactly right like, <laughs> mad at one list why not share let's yeah, all share the blame here yeah. i think in okay. we're gonna do an episode where we
0: tear that apart too right mm-hmm. yep
1: yeah <laughs> here's okay um, I think, no
0: oath on that episode i think the wordle thing i think that's damning that everyone is likes it but it's not it's not doesn't have the fire to push it past the right. barrier. I don't
5: for, think Fortnite stays on. Then I guess it's settled. I, <laughs> I mean,
7: I have zero passion for Fortnite being on there either. Well,
0: yeah, I, sure. I, I'm, I'm joking. Okay. Uh, what, what about, what about swapping Fortnite for Signalis? I mean, I would
1: That's like more that. interesting. I like Ooh.
2: Signalis a lot more than Fortnite. Even I like Signalis moments. more
3: than Wordle. <laughs>
2: Okay, Wordle's dead, sir. Yeah. Wordle's... It's already dead, please. You need
0: to
3: actually, it I right. need to
1: make sure that it's actually <laughs> yeah, dead. I actually do have Game Dead next to some of these games in my personal notes.
6: Interesting, so you guys Interesting. Know. Game
1: Game Yeah, I typed out uh, Dead next to Tunic and Stray.
6: <laughs> okay.
1: I, I, I need you a...
4: to just draw a little skull next to Wordle, though. Mm-hmm. Like, it needs to be extra dead. It's been deleted from the list, apparently. <laughs> <laughs>
1: wow.
0: I moved it out of the bubble. Oh, I feel like oh, okay, <laughs> smart. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, was like, I know it's just
1: a Google document, but you know, it feels uh, so final.
0: Who, who all is in favor of moving Signalis up and Fortnite down?
4: Is there like a I have no vote thing? Yeah, so and yeah.
5: Sarah are raising their hands.
0: I'll yeah. Um, <laughs> who wants Fortnite up there over Signalis? Okay. <laughs> Janet, I'm not trying to single you out, but I'm looking I just at you
1: in Like I don't... I would rather have neither on than either of those (laughs) so i guess we can take signalis i think it's a little bit more interesting as it's a bit more timely like Fortnite's awesome but it's gonna be awesome every year and it is a little bit more fun i feel like we've had a strong enough year with games we're all passionate enough that we don't need to have like fortnite on there i feel like fortnite can come back and like 2025, when like the year's weak, but we're trying to convince ourselves, no, it was good. I played a lot of good games this year. Like, <laughs> yep. F- that's when Fortnite can, can have its moment in the sun.
5: I think that's cool. I think that's cool. And if I can't say, Signalis will get us cool points. Uh, oh. Signalis is a very oh. cool game to it have. It is on very the list. cool.
1: Yeah. But, i seem Smart being aligned with this, even though I didn't play it. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I can, I can just put my name on there. I've been, I honestly just want to hear more about it from the people who loved it.
2: I feel like I've talked about it a lot. So,
5: uh, yeah, we'll Kyle, add. if you want. Um,
2: I mean the thing that I that really immediately sort of got my attention is like the the visuals right because it's like it is very much playing on the 32-bit era of games it really feels like at least visually like Metal Gear Solid like original Metal yeah. Gear Solid inspired which is like really fascinating it's like a line that I feel like we're crossing now in uh game art where it's like we've really we've really hit 16 bit hard we really we nailed it we're really good at you know getting the sort of pixelated platformers and stuff that we love from the super nintendo era and i feel like it's now we're shifting towards this sort of new version of nostalgia that remembers the playstation era fondly and then and that's all well and good but it just really plays into the game well to make it all very unsettling and strange and creepy and weird because nothing quite looks right and then you have these moments where you go into like the first person perspective and you still maintain those visuals um, There's also there. Movie. There is like a
5: variety of art styles, though, because the cutscenes are like really different in an interesting way. Like the cutscenes almost look kind of anime, but like a very horror and also like weirdly German inspired like anime stuff. And so it's just like the the visual language is so yeah cool and unique. And then it's just the kind of game that has like it has prompts that's like, do you want to jump into the big meat pit? you know like one of those are just like oh, one of crawl, those. crawl into the well at the bottom of the wall and I just like I have so much respect for a game that like it just has those kind of yeah.
2: those kind of problems and then it makes them like work within the story and this and the sort of the, the the sort of core idea of the story is like spaceships crashed immortal robots sort of trying to like sustain and figure out what to do moving forward and like even some, like, time loop shenanigans a little bit. Like, it's it's really fascinating and really cool. And it's like, the game, more so maybe... maybe Tinykin is the only other one where I was like, I'm going to start this thing. Let me check this out, see what this is about. And, like, hours passed by. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to beat this game, like, in the next day or two. Like, there's no way I'm not finishing this thing. And there's not a lot of games that did that for me this year. I, I started a lot of games this year, big Big, uh, big year for Kyle for just starting games and not finishing them. But Signalis was one that like I, I locked into and, and saw end credits on, and even and then continued playing because I hadn't quite actually seen the end credits. I thought I did, and I got a lot of DMs on Twitter of people <laughs> being like, "No, no, no, you you should keep going." And I'm very there's glad a did. really convincing fake ending, mm-hmm. like yeah. not not like gag
5: fake ending. It's like you think you have finished, <laughs> and you have not. Cool. S-
0: speaking of kind of that soft ending thing. I I I'm not going to champion to bump it up, but I will say that I saw credits. I finished kind of the end game stuff in Pokemon Violet over the weekend and it is truly bananas. Like you know those Pokemon uh, storylines in the past where it just goes off the rails in a really bizarre way. Um this continues that trend in the end game of just telling a story that is bizarre, um but even though it's like my favorite chunk of the game writing-wise, um it also is the worst chunk tech-wise, and so it's like this oh rickety mess, but it, I, I at least want to give that game a
2: little more credit for yeah. swinging for it at the end there. I, I'm not there yet, but someone told me it reminded them of Annihilation.
6: <laughs> <Just> like, <laughs> yeah, like, well, sure. now
2: I gotta see what's happening here.
0: Yeah, I, I can...
2: <laughs> I, I, sure,
0: yes. It's exactly <laughs> okay. like Annihilation. Um, In honor of Janet's sacrifice um, for Fortnite... I would like to point out for Jenga pieces, Live Alive is is a loose Jenga piece.
1: I'm glad you said this, Ben. Yeah. It's time to take Live Thanks Alive for bringing out it up back And just let's just swap that out with Mario plus Rabbids. You still win in some yep. way. I'd be
0: happy with that too. I love that too. Um, I mean, I don't love it. I love to have both, but I know it's a weird thing to make it in either or, but I think I think I'd have a better time playing Mara and Rabbids, Sparks of Hope this year than um, than Live Alive. Even though Live Alive, I think is awesome. And really cool and bold but there's still parts that were very frustrating towards the end there whereas Mario and rabbit sparks of hope was a, a smooth drink a smoothie
5: i'm i'm not rejecting it but i just i do want to restate that i don't like yep. mario and Rabbids very much and i think it's worse than the first game
0: yeah i think i think that that definitely brings it down the list a fair bit it's it's one of those that i maybe like the most everybody else liked it fine and jacob geller was I liked it a lot. Like a lot. Okay.
1: I liked yeah. it a lot. We're well, part of yeah. that weird uh, you and me, Ben. It's like yeah. Mario plus Rabbids and uh, what's the other one? The freaking... Nobody Saves the World? Uh, nobody Saves the World. Like, there there we are. Right, right there, neck and neck.
0: Yeah. Um. I wanted to ask, I feel like my weirdo picks are really well represented on here. Does anybody feel like their uh most passionate weirdo picks are not on here? Is like, would anybody fight really hard for something? Because I would hear taking one of my weirdo picks off.
3: This is all a lot about sacrifices today.
0: That's what this is. Everyone's about, very Sarah.
3: sacrificial suddenly.
0: Yeah. What do you want to sacrifice?
3: Nothing. Okay. I'm fine.
2: Um, <laughs> she got her Wordle
3: victory. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. She sacrificed the Wordle.
3: I fell on the Wordle sword. I'm well, done. Wordle was never on the list anyway.
0: So
1: it really wasn't that. that it was almost that big of a for a second
0: there. Yeah, Leo. I feel like my
2: my weirdo pick at this point would be Live Alive. Mine, mine. I don't know if it's that weird, but like when you said that, Leo, mine's like Tiny Kin. I I thought maybe that would be, but that's already on there. Push for, but it's on there, and we all love it, and it's our favorite.
0: Hey, ladies and gentlemen! Right, bunch of normies. Is this? Are these the two tens? Are we looking at it right now?
1: I think so. The only funky thing that I that I have on my list. Potentially is Patrick's Parabox, but I just feel like yeah. since no one else played it and we already have no. a lot of funky things, it's fine.
0: I played it. I think it's really cool. I, I didn't it didn't grab me the same way as like a Baba as you, but I played maybe like two or three hours of it. I think it's a really cool
2: puzzle game. I just wasn't quite that fiery about it. I played through the full demo like I completed every puzzle <laughs> in the demo and I felt yeah. like I got sadly like my fill. I was like, OK, I got it. I don't know if I want this to get much harder than that, <laughs> you know? Yeah but, but Our, a cool game. Like absolutely glad to shout it out for sure. Um Ben and Kelsey because I feel like you are both the
5: champions of both these games. Atari 50 over
4: Live Alive. I would, yeah. I It's tough, but I I kind of think so. Yeah. I mean, I like cool. they're they're incredibly different, obviously. So it's it's a little hard to compare them, but uh I Live Alive has existed before. I guess all these games have existed before, but not in this. <laughs> I don't know. I, I will reiterate what I said last week and the week before, which is just that like Atari 50th is more like a work of art than it is a video game. But as long as we're all cool with that, then yeah. I'd love to keep it on.
0: I thought you're going to bring a pickback pop, Jacob, which I, I also saw as a weirdo pick down there. In the, <laughs> yeah,
4: that's in the that's my only weirdo pick that's not on here, but like, I don't know if I should uh, be fighting for that super hard. <laughs>
0: Uh, I, I'm i feeling good about the two tens. Yeah. Are we, are we yeah. gavel gaveling this sucker? Close Do the it. gates. Seal the gates. Chonk, 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 chonk. <laughs> Here we go, everybody. God, you're nerdy. <laughs> you came to the right podcast, Please watch everybody. the video
1: version where Ben gets entered five times on a Google document.
0: By the way, I mean, speaking of being nerdy, where, where, what do we do with these cool points that we get for putting Signalis on the list? Can we cash those in somewhere? Because I've been meaning to cash those in my entire freaking life.
5: For three mean comments in 2023 you can reply uh, rudeness deflection and then it doesn't enter your brain at all. Awesome,
0: awesome, awesome, That's great, that's great. We're going to need it for these videos. Um, Okay, (laughs) here we go everybody. The list that we're organizing now is Vampire Survivors, Horizon Forbidden West, Elden Ring, Xenoblade Chronicles 3, God of War Ragnarok, Kirby and the Forgotten Land, Immortality, Citizen Sleeper, Pentiment, Case of the Golden Idol, Tiny Kin, Marvel's Midnight Suns, Nobody Saves the World, Hard Space, Shipbreaker, Mario Plus Rabbit Sparks of Hope, Rumbleverse, Atari 50, The Anniversary uh, Celebration, forgive me, uh, The Last Clockwinder, Cult of the Lamb, Signalis. What a uh, list. Oh, what a list. Kyle, who do you think has
2: spoken the least um during Sarah? Okay. In general. She yeah. was very adamant about Wordle, but I, I feel like she's been What? <laughs> Sarah and Jeffum. They're they're going at war at each other. Okay. Uh Sarah.
6: Yeah.
0: What do you feel like is off on this list? What What would you feel like you want to move? I think what's where?
3: off is that uh, Elden Ring isn't number one. Okay, maybe we should say. Maybe okay,
0: okay, maybe we should start with the. Okay, here's No, your...
3: no, you ask Ben. You ask and I deliver. <laughs> Sarah. I don't know what true. you expected. If also I may, If
0: I may, I I'm realizing I I think a better strategy and I think what we did last year is
3: We can knock this out in 1 hour, Ben. <gasps> What's the fun in that, Sarah? I know. Put Elden Ring at number 1. Uh, hold your Hold your horses here. We might have some other... What
0: about this? What about this? What I think this worked better for the last couple of years is the 210s. Let's formulate what goes in the top 10, what goes what should in the be bottom on the top 10. And what be I think on the that's bottom. maybe a better place. Start organizing from there, so. Yeah, And then if you could just look up some reviews for God War Ragnarok in the meanwhile, uh, while we do this, that'd be great. Thanks, sir. Uh, it's so, so weird,
3: because uh, Elden Ring still won video game awards game of the year, so I, like, uh-huh. I think it still comes out on it's top in this situation. It's interesting.
0: Right. Uh, it, that's, that's what, what we That's what we're using outside,
3: uh,
1: outside resources, Ben. <laughs> Breaking
3: your own rules.
6: <laughs> yeah, yeah <man>. that's true.
3: <laughs> uh,
0: Jeff, okay, what would you move from top 10, bottom 10?
7: Oh, boy. We want to get in this can of worms already. Uh, I'd move Marvel Midnight Suns up to the top list, even if it's towards the bottom of the top list. If I, that's the best I can do, I'll take whatever I can get.
0: I would love to hear why this game is working so well for you. I feel like we haven't really unpacked this. And I know, Jacob, you have thoughts on this as well.
7: Because um, it has lit my pants on fire? <laughs> I'd, does that make you a liar? You? <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> Maybe. No. Um, It's... You know, it's not just that Fraxis has done what it always does, which is, like, just focus their eye of Sauron on a genre and then make the most polished, like, highly produced version of a strategy game which never gets that kind of love or treatment it ever gets. But it's, it's the fact that it has done it differently and created a new, like, take on a genre that i wasn't expecting and that i didn't know that i needed so much in my life like i i love deck building video games i played i play like even like the cheapest knockoff versions of them like i i have one on my phone called rogue adventure is just like the most generic crap that i probably put 30 hours into it like it's, it's a genre that works so well for me, and I have played so many of them, even when they're derivative of other versions of that. And in my wildest dreams, I wouldn't have expected going into this one for it to feel so different from other deck-building strategy games. Yeah. And I think one one of the things in the conversation that you guys had on a previous episode that that uh, Jacob pointed out was it it... It feels a lot like it it kind of captures the same um excitement and feel of into the breach, which is which I would probably count as my most favorite strategy game. And and I think it it nails that feeling of like it it in, in like it takes out it takes out any kind of slog or any kind of down, downtime in a strategy game. You you have those turns in like an XCOM where it's like I'm just going to move halfway and then everybody's going to get undercover and we're going to go into overwatch because that's the smart pl- that's the smart thing to do. Yeah. Or like or or you know uh, fights in like slay the, slay the spire where it's like the you know like the first 10 rounds or whatever just don't really matter and you don't really care. It's you're just kind of building up. And in this one every turn is here's this calamity and figure out how to fix it. Or, or at least minimize the best that you can. And then once you do that, we're going to add more people. We're going to shift around where everyone is and kind of give you a new board set, like into the breach. And then you have to fix that one. And like every turn is super interesting, super crunchy. I can sit there for like 10 minutes longer than I should be just trying to figure out what's, how can I, how can I quote unquote, min max this situation? And, and like every turn feels like an achievement and and then it's and then it's the next turn and they somehow do that every single turn in every single fight. I know you guys complained a lot about um story. like the amount of story and the amount of dialogue and that is that's like certainly true in those first opening hours and I I feel like there's a there's a lot there's certainly a lot of onboarding. I feel like that gets better as you go on and it's also I I think they the game doesn't doesn't convey like how much you can opt out of that if you don't if you don't want to? Like you can get back from a battle and you can just go straight to bed and you don't have to talk to anyone. And you get up in the morning, you get your bonuses, you go straight back to the war now table. Now that's and you being do, a part
0: of a team. Like, I can get on board with
7: It, it is like I, I think we've all kind of been trained that if someone has a has a dialogue bubble above their head, I have to talk to every single person every single time, and that certainly that can feel like a grind in this game. But um, but I I also. I like what they're doing with the characters in the story. Like, I like that that part of it exists. Like, it's yeah. it's more comic, it's more comic book Marvel than you know cinematic Marvel, which I appreciate. It's it's way wackier and goofy, and like, and it, in some ways, it just kind of feels innocent in in a like it feels like a 12 year old came up with the premise for this game of like <laughs> what if you got all your favorite superheroes and you went out and you fought with them and then afterwards you were all in a house together and you became friends and you did <laughs> yoga with blade and you gave gifts to ghost rider and like it's it's goofy in a way that still feels good for 2022 like i'm mm-hmm. i'm still in that mode of give me stuff that maybe feels a little naive and probably feels cringy to some people on the internet, but in a divisive world, I kind of like that. And, and I will happily, yeah, you know, take those like, goofy.
5: They're, they're cool versions of the characters, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, we've seen Wolverine a million times, but it's like, this is a cool version of Wolverine and like yeah. blade, you know, who is a character that like, since I don't read the comics, I have like almost no exposure to other than, you know, the, the old movies. And now it's like, Oh, blade rocks. Like I want to talk to blade all the time. <laughs> I, uh, Jeff, said almost everything that I would. I just want to say I, uh, I, it took me 40 hours to roll credits on that game. It is the only game this year that I have immediately started playing new game plus. For. Wow. Like I just, I, I'm just back. Hold on. Even Elden ring. You didn't New game plus right into Elden ring. I mean, I made some new characters, but I like, all you know, right. yeah,
0: fact-checking. Leo, awesome. I remember you were saying you hated Blade. No, I remember you, you were, you were <laughs> cooling on this game. I'm no, what I said you. was I could defeat him.
6: <laughs> I see, I <laughs> see. <laughs> uh, I,
0: I only played this game a few hours, and it sounds like it gets better, so I guess I'd like confirmation on that, but the Marvelness really was rubbing me the wrong way, and I feel like what the problem is is when Marvel things have so many characters in them and they're trying to appeal to every player who may have never heard of them before, So all there has to be a quip, every line Mm -hmm. and every quip has to be about some surface level thing about like what they're wearing or what their weapons are. It always feels so basic. There's a early fight against venom where it's like, what's a symbiote. And then some, and then Iron Man's like, well, you're talking to a alien, a robot, a dead God. And it's like, so annoying! Yep. <laughs> I
6: screamed.
1: I hate this game. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, I, uh, I was. Listening-
6: that
1: point of the day. All right. Yeah, I, was-, there, really.
0: I was listening to an interview with uh, Jake Solomon, the game's creative director. Um, and he said something that was like, "This is the problem. It's the worst advice I've heard in a long time." Where he said that Marvel told them when it came to writing the game, and he said this like as a good suggestion from them. But I realized like, oh, this is the problem with the game, is I guess early on Marvel told their story team like, "Well, the thing about Marvel characters is I should be able to cover up in the script who's saying this line, and based on every line, I should be able to tell who the character is." No, no, that sounds like a terrible strategy. Because you're just trying to inject as much obnoxious personality into every that's line why Blade as possible. Ends every
5: sentence with, "and I am a vampire." Uh,
0: that's what it feels like. It's like <laughs> yeah. Tony Stark doesn't have to be the most Tony Stark mf'er every sentence that leaves his mouth, and that is what that game feels like. At least, again, early stages is where I'm at too. Um, yeah, I,
7: I mean, I to Leo to Leo's question, like it definitely does get better, and I feel like. Yeah, there is they do they do treat it like you don't know who any of these characters are when you start and so it is it is a lot of front loading of personalities and trying to inject jokes and trying to explain what the game is and trying to ex- explain what the abbey is and you know mm-hmm. all that stuff. It like there were certainly characters that rubbed me the wrong way when I started that l- later as I got into it became more interesting and became more nuanced in some of the conversations that I had with them I found myself Wikipediaing character you know Nico who I you know my first reaction was very much like hey this feels like Gotham Knights in terms of characters that I don't want to spend any time with and they've they've grown on me and it's and it's and part of that is just the fact that like each character is really interesting to play with as well like the like I can't, I I certainly would not divorce, you know, the story from the gameplay mechanisms, which is where I spend most of my time. And it's just like every character is viable. Every character is interesting. I have spent as much time with all of these characters because they are all viable and they are fun to play with. So I have enjoyed learning more about those characters. Yeah. It's like, it
5: turns out that Seeing a really cool animation from someone in battle, like legitimately, does make you want to like talk to them more. Oh, like that—that that happened to me more than once.
0: <laughs> Wait a minute, you are worth talking to outside
6: of your bedroom <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like
5: look at look at that. Look how you KO'd that guy. <laughs> yeah, and and
7: it is like you get into more interesting stuff when it's not. Hey, I'm Captain Marvel. This is who I am. And yes. when it's like you're you're tens of hours into it and now you're playing video games with Captain Marvel on the couch and like it's it's still kind of lame comic booky dialogue but it's 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 it has turned out better than i thought it would like like it is i again i kind of fall back on that like this feels kind of naive it it feels like it's like like the people who who wrote this really like these characters and it's it's just I don't know if I would say void of sarcasm, but void of cynicism and like, and, and I appreciate that at this point. Like, like it is, it is a kind of, it is weirdly heartfelt in a way that, that feels good in for a very divisive and cynical world, I guess, which (laughs) is, which which is all to say that that's why the perfectly valid complaints that you have about Marvel writing and stuff doesn't, doesn't annoy me as much here as it does in
5: other Marvel products. It's like, it is it is absolutely still the weakest part of the game, but it, it it does not interfere with, or it didn't interfere with my enjoyment for the whole, you know, 40 hours the way that I thought it would.
0: I, I'm moving it up based on this conversation, but don't take this as uh, the gospel by any means, but I have it sitting at number 10 right now um sarah i feel like tiny can might be a sleeper like the whole group support how many people are on board with that for you're saying move it up to the top 10 yeah i'd like to be in the top 10 yeah i i think that's a good spot for it at 12 right now personally how many people are google Goo gaga mode over it
5: i like I it a lot. I, mean a lot I think it's I, a great yeah. like number it. 12 game you know i'm super happy with it on the top 20 but I don't need it in the top 10. don't know what the top 20 means,
0: but yeah. Uh, Oh, sorry. The second 10. um, Sarah, just because I didn't want to get into the, the cream of the crop debate (laughs) yet. Yeah. uh, With the Elden Ring stuff. But what do you think should move up or move down based on these two chunks?
3: I'm. hmm. Based on the conversation. I think Call to the Lamb is too low in 19. I don't think that it needs to be in the top 10, but I think 19 is just too low for Call to the Lamb. I'd put it around like, like 14, 14, fourteen, fifteen? Fourteen. Would make 15. me happy.
0: Okay. Um. Alright. W- 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 hey everybody, what do you think about this? Between Mario and Rabbids and Sparks of Hope and Cult of the Lamb, which do you think should be higher? Who thinks who here thinks Cult of the Lamb should be higher than Mario and Rabbids' Sparks of Hope? Three hands? Four hands? Fine. Oh. Oh, okay I'd be okay with seven, that. Seven, seven hands. All the hands, except Ben's yeah. hands. I just watched like, you Mario all cave.
1: Plus, Mario Plus Rabbids is good, but it's it's more bo- like I rank these personally between good and how interesting it is. And I feel like it's the best, least interesting thing here.
0: <laughs> there I might be something that. to that. I think there may be something to that. Hang on, Janet. I think that's correct. I, I've run the numbers. <laughs> that actually is correct. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, Kyle, what would you, Tiny can you want to move up? Seem like other folks are happy. Yeah. What, what else I'm would like you move? I'm
2: looking at it. Um. I, yeah, I it was uh, Sarah? You were the big case of the Golden I- Idol fan, yeah. right? Yeah.
0: You know.
3: Yeah. I already got booted out of the top ten, though.
0: Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of good games in that top ten, and Case of the Golden Idol is. I I feel like I need. You talked about it last week. Yeah. This is too much of a shorthand, but I'm curious. Like on your personal list, where do you think Case of the Golden Idol is going to land? Just trying to try and get a sense of where you're at with this uh-
3: thing. I have it at f- five.
0: Okay, I think I think it's it's pretty good spot
2: right now. It's sitting at eleven. Um, okay, know.
3: but you should all play it anyways.
2: Yeah, that's the part of the yeah. Podcast. I have it on my list to to check out for sure. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, like I like Tinykin's high on my personal list. I really like Tinykin. Like mm-hmm. it's it's maybe like four or something on my on my sort of personal list. But like I don't know if my excitement for it outdoes leo's pentamin excitement or right. jacob's citizen sleeper excitement or immortality even um so maybe i should just be happy that it's high in the in the second 10 there
4: <laughs> that's uh, what i was we looking do the at same too thing we uh, experiment we ran, we ran last week which was like whose top three is not in the top 10 does anyone have a top <laughs> three not in the mm-hmm. top 10
0: uh nobody saves the world uh, cards pay shipbreaker but i also feel like the second 10 is like where singular loves exists and all the top 10 mm-hmm. right now look like multiple people love them except for I maybe xenoblade right. i i like xenoblade and i think it other people do. yeah yeah but help. you, like you don't you don't know how
5: <laughs> deep that love
2: goes so um <laughs> right. this this weekend that that was like my what's the game i'm going to check out this weekend kind of game and i dove into xenoblade oh nice <laughs> and i beat it. no i did not beat it. but it. i don't um, think I, even
3: like 7800 hours has passed uh, since the weekend yeah.
2: i think so i think actually honestly total is probably like four three four hours so like all grain of salt early impressions all that but like i tr- i remember g- i tried xenoblade one uh and i like i gave it like two or three hours and i was like yeah this is i don't know it's just not clicking for me i gave xenoblade chronicles two like 10 hours and that was like that was a grind. Like I was like, I I should have quit like two hours in. I don't know why I pushed myself that hard. But this one was like when I wasn't playing it all weekend, I was like, I want to get back to that. Like there's something about it that's mm-hmm. clicking with me. It's like the premise, super interesting right off the bat, like yep. really fascinating premise of just like everyone lives 10 years and what that means for that world. Like that's cool. But then also I don't know what I don't think they really made any major changes to combat. But like it is just I think they made enough little changes that like things are just working for me now. And I'm really getting into the like, you know, moving around characters like enemies and like hitting them with this attack on the side and this attack on the back and like setting up those sort of dominoes to knock them over and then execute a really powerful attack like for some reason. That is so much more satisfying in this one than it is the previous two and I couldn't even put on I will say exactly you're not why. done
3: with the combat tutorials yet.
4: Oh, I'm sure
2: I'm. Yeah, I'm
3: I like, you're, you're not done, done with, with most combat. of the tutorials yet.
4: <laughs> Sarah, I don't I know you've put some hours into it, but I don't think Yeah, you're I think done I have like 10 hours tutorial. in it. Yeah, you're not done with the combat tutorials either. That's <laughs> dude, that's oh like
3: I loved I love the story too. Like I'm with Kyle, like the initial premise is amazing, but then they just layer tutorials, 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 because I guess with Xenoblade Chronicles 2, like, people didn't know enough about how to play the game, and they keep, like, overcomplicating everything in the game, in my opinion. Like, that's just my one complaint with Xenoblade. It's like, they won't just, like, let me be. They won't Mm. just leave me be. There's always, like, something on the horizon, like, sneaking up on me, like, can't wait to teach her about cooking, and I'm (laughs) like, for the love of God, it's been 20 minutes. (laughs) Let me enjoy the game. I am most curious
0: about about your take on this, Sarah, because you've played, I think, Second most out of anybody here is second to Kelsey for Xenoblade. And from your streams, the tone that I have is, and maybe this is just what you're naming the streams, but it's like, I want to like you, but sweet Jesus Xenoblade. You know, what, yeah. what is your I mean, take like on that's,
3: this thing? I mean, that's just like my issue with like most JRPGs right now. I love JRPGs, but just like the amount of tutorials, like it has everything in it it's got combat it's got crafting it's got gathering it's got like i like eventually i'm assuming i can just start a real estate empire at some point in the game. that's not in there but like everything in the no, kitchen sink is in this game
6: yeah. like yeah. they literally
3: threw the kitchen sink at this but game, do you like I'm it? Just like i don't know right i quite frankly haven't figured that out myself mm-hmm.
2: i mean the, the point like, i guess that i wanted to make to just sort of jumping up what you said about sarah's streams is like that i want to like you I've been wanting to like Xenoblade since the first one, and mm-hmm. this is the first time I think I do, and I will continue playing it voluntarily. <laughs> what a ring endorsement. Um, <laughs> a glowing review. <laughs> That's right. right.
5: Definitely almost some all too. of the the positive stuff that I've heard has been about like how cool the story is. Kelsey, after like 70 hours, are you like really into the the combat and like the gameplay loop, or is it mostly like the story keeps being really cool
4: yeah well the the one point i was gonna make just because i agree it's a it's a lot to learn and it's a lot of tutorials and it is like learning new systems constantly is not that fun but because it's such a long game um you will be thankful for it later because it gives enough variety to like keep that interesting throughout the game it's not i mean you know by hour 80 or whatever it's not that fun to like beat up a small group of whatever enemies but the bosses are still very very fun and like the systems continue to get um more and more interesting mostly because uh this game has like class changes and stuff in it so you can kind of be like building um you know, if, if you rank up a class high enough, then you can, like, permanently have this ability, but now it's attached to this other class, and it's very just kind of, like, um, I don't know, it, it's not it's not exactly like um, like a Bravely Default or something, but if you've played that, you know, you kind of can see where that might get interesting, just kind of stacking and mixing and matching different uh, classes and different abilities and, and different, like, ways of going about it. So, yeah, I would, say, I would say the combat is still interesting, even, yeah, even like 80-plus hours in.
0: Um, Kelsey, you seem like a very logical person. You seem like a calm and reasonable person. It, heart of hearts, if you had to predict where Xenoblade is going to land on this list, where, where do you think it's going to land?
4: So, I mean, it's, it's my number one or number two of the year because I also really love Elden Ring, but um I will never finish Elden Ring. So. <laughs> yeah. um, oh, um that, that's I talked that's, really like that's
6: very funny. That you
4: <laughs> <laughs> I actually really like it where it's at. On it's this sitting list. at four like, right I now. I think it is one of at the strongest four, yeah. games. Yeah it's of the a really year. good in- <laughs> okay. it's, it's it's a really really good game. Um like one of the strongest games of the year and I think um in in a similar way to how Elden Ring is the first time a lot of us, like, clicked with a Souls game, this is the first Xenoblade game that clicked with a lot of people, and they are, like, clearly doing something very right in specifically yeah. this installment.
0: Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Um, th- This bottom ten, to go back down to the, to the weirdo bin, Um, one that we haven't talked about, uh, really, or unpacked in a big way, is what's sitting at number 13 right now, which is Nobody Saves the World, which is...
3: Sarah, what is this? I'm gonna get a little <laughs> shot, and whenever you try to force Nobody Saves the World on me, I'm gonna take the shot. <laughs> this is the first I'll be time, dead by the end of this stream. This is the first
0: time we really are talking about it, this entire uh, No, 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 series. you keep
3: trying to slip it into conversations. How dare you? Um, you I keep bringing it up, you're th- like, hey guys, really funny, Nobody Saves the World is really good. <laughs>
0: Sarah, I'm doing nothing but having a discussion about it and offering
1: to slide it down the no, no, list, no. if anything. <laughs> no, but no, this no. attitude is well, making me want to reverse my on- course. <laughs> Are we set on these as the two tens, like at least the content of them? Uh, no.
0: I mean, if you see something you want to bump up or bump down, I just at some point we should probably talk about Nobody Saves the World. Was where I was coming from. But what do you think? Sure. Janet? But
1: like, are we done with that big? Sl- I feel like that slice getting that out of the way is. I'm happy. Is anyone unhappy? Like, I think that's good
0: for just the buckets of the two tens. What's where? Yeah, I, I like it. Janet, what's, does anything look weird to you?
1: Not really. Um, I feel like that the 10 spot could go to anything like if anything, maybe like the 10 spot could go to something else. But I don't know if anyone's more passionate. Like I, I did a mock version of this like on the side and I put like the last clock winder there just because it sounded really cool. But <laughs> I, I didn't yeah. I didn't spend time with either of those games. So I don't know what to put it as. I, Everything else seems accurate, though. I feel like that that represents like the highest passion we have as a group.
0: I, I like the two 10s unranked as they stand now. Um, Sarah, have I told you the good word about nobody saves the world? Um, did you did you, <laughs> did you start playing it? I'm trying to remember.
3: Yes, I played. I played at least uh, a little, like five hours of it.
0: Okay, all right, and I'm guessing you had a fine time.
3: Yeah, yeah, it's it's fun but I don't think it's like memorable like I walked away from it kind of like I liked being like a unicorn mermaid for a little bit but yeah, hell yeah. I feel
5: feel exactly the same way. I played like 8 hours and then I was just like well I know what this game is going to be for the next uh, another 8 hours you know who mm -hmm. knows how long. It's just like I got it and then I didn't want to play anymore.
0: I think Yeah it felt a little achievement simulator to me of like what you're doing is quite simple but you're constantly being told that what you did was cool and now you get a new thing. And I think normally... Yeah, you know
5: what? Take it off the two tests. Uh,
0: yeah, I disagree. <laughs> I, I think, <laughs> I think it's normally... It's hours. I think normally that type of uh, unlock-a-palooza rubs me the wrong way, but for this one, just having that action RPG where there's always just that little, little tease of, okay, if you just do this move four more times and you unlock this, and then unlocking this character's abilities just leads to more and more possibilities as then you can remix and remap. Okay, now... Uh, the bodybuilder's abilities you can bring over to the mermaid, and now the horse can be part rat. And just increasing the tools for mixing and matching those characters and those builds. Like, I it it worked on my brain in a way that few games have. Like, legitimately, I know it was in January, it was so long ago, but I was more compelled to keep playing this game late into the evening than any game since Stardew Valley. Like, it has been a long time since the game just like clicked with my brain in this beautiful way, and that seems to be the conclusion for this game is a lot of people are like, oh, it seems like a kind of cute little action RPG. This seems all right. Uh, And then for some people, it just burrows in. I think, Janet, I think Uh, it also... and I'm sorry. You're talking about Vampire Survivors.
6: Oh, Oh, interesting.
3: (laughs) Interesting Interesting.
0: mistake. Oh, you mean the number one game on this list currently? That's interesting.
3: (laughs) (laughs) It should be Elden Ring. (laughs)
0: Interesting. Um, But, I mean, it was a game that as I was playing, I was... I was already just daydreaming, but like, God, I can't wait for the frickin' sequel to Nobody Saves the World, uh, oh even though haven't God, I haven't finished this first game. Do you you're
6: I, <laughs> I don't know. I don't
0: know. I, I just, I loved it so much. Uh, Janet, what was your experience with that game again?
1: I also love that game. Uh, I just like to, uh, like, let you do your thing and watch everyone just disagree while I stand beside Isn't it fun? as if I don't agree with you. Um, but no, I mean, gen- genuinely, I think it's a great game. I was shocked that more people... Um, didn't see it the way that you and I had, because I thought, yeah, it does have a lot of that um, sort of predictable design, I think with the kind of achievement style. But I think in that game, it totally works for it. And it did push me to do combos I otherwise would not have. And in that I discovered new methodologies that I wouldn't have discovered otherwise. And I think that's when that design choice is at its best. And I feel like in Nobody Saves the World, that's what it was. I will say it gets a little bit um, difficult and grindy at certain points, which I didn't feel because I played it um, co-op. So I, mm. it was a lot easier for me to progress. But I do think I would have hit more points of frustration had I played it alone. But I know you played it alone and you were kind of fine with it. But that was probably my only concern going into it. And it's also very funny. I feel like this is Drinkbox's most underrated game because for some reason, everyone's like, oh, it's so much worse than Wakamelee, whatever. I think this is the best thing they've done by... significant margin personally um i adore this game that being said i think that i would actually put it a little bit lower than what it is because i feel like there is more excitement passion and also from the game perspective innovation in a lot of the other titles on that second 210 yeah um that that phrase didn't make any sense the second 10 right um (laughs) like personally i'd put the case of the Golden Idol, Tinykin, Cozolani, even Mario Plus Rabbids above. Nobody Saves the World. I think Nobody Saves mm. the World is the second best, least interesting game in that kind of category. Where then, like, then it shifts for me. Where I, I put other ones that I think are interesting choices, but maybe not Super Fire games to me. You know, stuff like Rumbleverse. No offense, Atari Collection. Like, that's kind of that. Some people really like it, and I feel it, and it's and it provides mm-hmm. like a um, a genre balance, and I think in a cool representation of the group. But the game itself. I'm not in love with So, Nobody Saves the Worlds is like right at the bottom of that, the top of that, but at the bottom of everything else. I think, I think you're
0: right. So, we're, it's at 16 now.
1: Yeah, that's where I have it on. We can that's move why I
0: Rumbleverse put to 20. I don't know how it got there, to be honest. Oh.
4: Your passion It's passion. Interesting. <laughs> to be honest.
0: I wouldn't do that, Janet. I think that's kind of sacrilegious. Um,
5: I, I put it at uh, 50. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jacob, I'm curious. Since you are a champion of both Last Clockwinder and Signalis coming in at 18 and 19 right now, how does that look to you?
5: Honestly, fine. Last like, Clockwinder I, above I Signalis. Think, you know, Last Clockwinder is is you know, as Leo and I talked about last week, the kind of token VR game on this that's like it's really cool. It's doing things that you've never seen before in a video mm-hmm. game. It is a VR game that two of us have played and still does kind of have all of the bad things that you can say about VR games like they're still they're still present here um, and then Signalis is just you know a little weirdo that I like and so like having you know I would I yeah I I think it's fine like I think it's really cool that it's it's on the list like that's my personal victory with it and I don't yeah. need it to be higher than that
0: ha- Leo, you played both. Well, which two? I, I know you're... I don't know, this isn't fair. I, 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 what I'm looking at is Hard Space Shipbreaker and Cult of the Lamb. Um, Cult of the Lamb is one that certainly a lot more people play, a lot more people like. I'm just trying to gauge Cult of the Lamb passion here and if it should bump up above Hard Space Shipbreaker. Right, here's a better question. Sarah, Cult of the Lamb or Case of the Golden Idol, which would you put higher?
3: Hmm this is tough. Ooh. you put me in a, a tough position of killing both of my children. Um,
0: you don't have to kill them you can you can celebrate both of them, but one of them is clearly better, just like real children.
4: You're just ranking your children <laughs> Yeah, <and laughs> normal
0: everyday <laughs> activities.
3: Um, uh, emotionally, emotionally, like That's all we got. I want to go with like the case of the Golden Idol. Mm -hmm. because that's the one that I enjoyed more. Okay. Um, But like, Cult of the Lamb was still so much fun. So.
6: Yeah,
0: Cult of the Lamb, I don't really see how it could resonate on a deep emotional level Mm -hmm. the way some of these other games can, and that's just the type of game it is. Not a knock on it. So you're saying it's in the right spot, or it should be moved up? I would, I think it's fine where it is, I would move it down, if anywhere. Cult of the Lamb.
3: I don't think it needs to go too much lower. I think it's in a good spot. Yeah. Lock it uh-huh. in. <laughs> well,
0: she said the magic phrase. Um, <laughs> I, I, I do look at out of this bottom chunk, which right now for audio listeners, it's number 11 uh, The Case of the Golden Idol, then Tiny Ken, then Hard Space Shipbreaker, Cult of the Lamb, Mario plus Rabbit Sparks of Hope, Nobody Saves the World, Atari 50, The Anniversary Celebration, The Last Clockwinder, Signalis, Rumbleverse. Case of the Golden Idol is the biggest outlier for me right now, Of like, wow. it's, it's a cool game. That one of us liked, but it was number five on the list personally, something like that. It's, it, feels, it feels like the outlier here a little bit, if I may. So
3: where do you think it belongs? A game that somebody else really enjoyed, yeah. <laughs> but uh-huh. you personally did not play. Mm-hmm. Where do you want to put it on this I list? i put it like 15-ish. Under Cult of the Lamb. Sure. When I just told you I liked it more than Cult of the Yeah,
0: Lamb. but a lot of us really like Cult of the Lamb.
3: Did you? Because you haven't said anything about Cult of the Lamb.
0: I liked Cult of the Lamb. It was fine. I hit a bug and I okay. stopped playing a couple hours in but
1: I thought yeah, it was cool. I Damning review. Mm.
0: <laughs> Can Sarah and I have a passion off for the case of the Golden Idol and Heartspace Shipbreaker? A spoilers on passion off. <sighs> <sighs> All right, very if, if you're declaring <laughs> spoilers on Passionoff, I, I I guess I mean I, I just want to talk about the uh, the climax of Hard Space Shipbreaker, and I don't think I'm gonna have to fight for it or anything. So I'm just trying to get a way for it to come up.
3: I would I was interested in the story of Hard Space Shipbreaker, but I wasn't good at breaking apart ships, so I would love to actually hear how this. Okay,
0: here goes. we go. Spoilers, everybody, for the end of Hard Space Shipbreaker. There are time codes below if you want to avoid this because this is gonna get raunchy. Go ahead, Leo. <laughs> NSFW uh, <laughs> so the whole game you, uh, you start and you sign this contract and you give away way more than you intended to and you get screwed over by this company
5: and you get debt added to your UI and you see how much debt you're in and it goes up to a billion dollars and you're like that's a comical amount that sells this story
0: situation but then you're like 10 hours in and you go oh it's now hundreds of millions instead of a billion I'm like actually chipping away at this that's actually maybe a goal I could do if I really continue liking this game. And then, uh, as the, as you keep getting screwed over by your boss of bosses, your regional manager, uh, your team, uh, your, your leader of your team, Weaver says, I'm adding something to your, uh, list of ships to break. You'll recognize it when you see it. And when you're ready to like screw over management, take that job. And when you do, you see just a regular ship, maybe bigger than usual or whatever, and then Weaver comes in for your whole team and says, okay, everybody, ruin the ship in front of you. And it's like, you spent this whole game carefully taking these ships apart, doing it perfectly according to code and safely, and putting them in the proper spaces. And as you get that order, and as your regional manager is like yelling at you not to do it, you realize, like, As good as I've become at taking these ships apart carefully and properly, I am twice as good at just ruining them, and I'm twice as fast at doing it. Like, you know where to, like, get to the reactor and just detonate that and split the ship in half? And there's, like, these remote detonators you've been using that you have to be really careful with because it can, like, depressurize the ship and do all this dangerous stuff. But you're like, now I can just go crazy with these things and throw them on everything. And meanwhile, uh, Weaver is fighting with your regional manager over the comms, and they're, like, fighting over the power supply to your suit. So once in a while, you'll just, like,
5: lose power and not be able to use your thrusters, but you get to, like, grapple stuff around. It is a really cool uh, mix of gameplay and story. And I was, like... I had chills tearing that ship apart because I was like, I was built to do this. And that debt that I've had. Yeah,
0: sure. He's adding fees and stuff. But like, what does that matter? (laughs) Adding a couple million dollars to my hundreds of million dollars of debt. It's like such a great recontextualization of like what
5: matters to who and why it makes that person so much. It's so much worse for that person that the ship is getting destroyed than it is for you. Yeah.
0: Love it. And to spoilers. Sure, and spoilers. And no spoilers for Hardspace. I didn't Herb. expect the story to pay off in that big of a way, but it really hit me. Yeah, I really <laughs> thought it was just kind of a, a yeah. little sim The in humor space. in it's
3: really good. I like that I saw a thing that said, like, for every unread email after a certain amount, they would start to charge you. And I just thought that, that was a really funny joke because I could see, <laughs> like, my company doing that.
0: It's all too relatable. Mm-hmm. It, you know, I there was a bug I had for, a, since, like, five hours in, never got fixed, where I couldn't switch scanner modes. And that game's so good, it was like, oh, this is, this is canon. I, can't, I need to send this scanner off to get fixed, and nobody's <laughs> going to do it. It's on back order for nine months. I'm immersed.
3: I love that you wrote yourself <laughs> your own like in-game canon based on a bug. That's
0: what I do. <laughs> it's a passion-off yeah. situation. I'm going to move something, but if somebody volleys some passion my way, it can be changed, but I'm going to go ahead and make this maneuver. Curious how the room has read that. I've moved
3: it's the, it's it's wrong, but I don't think I can argue against you.
0: Okay. I love it. So the bottom move t- Tiny up bottom ten right now is Tinykin <laughs> number eleven, Heart Space Shipwrecker number twelve, case of the golden idol number thirteen, fourteen cult of the lamb, fifteen Mario Rabbits. Can we
5: get would it help to get some case of the golden idol spoilers? If it's a yeah, spoiler we can put filled the spoilers because yeah. I am like I'm really curious about the cool stuff that it does.
0: Yeah, case of the golden idol spoilers. Uh Sarah, the floor is yours.
3: Um, so essentially it's you know, I already said this before, but it's very similar to the case of the, the return of the Oberdin, where you are entered into like a certain situation and it's your job based on the different scenes to deduce what has taken place. Um basically every single scene is some sort of chaos that has been brought around by the golden idol. It's very monkey paw esque, you know, that story. Um Every scene is just, like, the absolute chaos. Like, the first scene, somebody has been lit on fire, and their body's just there burning because of the idol, because they're trying to steal it, and then you go into a different room, and there's, like, someone's, like, will and testament, and you have to, like, put it back together and figure out who was supposed to give what in the will, and then based off that, who was the most likely to have, like, lit somebody on fire for the golden idol? So it's just, like, completely off the rails from the beginning of the game. It divulges into a, like, Victorian cult situation, which then the cult gets together. Uh, They all kill each other. It's all rich people. It's all a bunch of dudes. Um, Just tearing each other apart over this golden idol. And you kind of have to, like, put the pieces together of, like, who is in the cult and, like, who is pulling these strings overall. Um, It cuts to a scene where the cult has now killed a political leader. And they've actually taken over the country. It's now 1984, and there's, like, a certain amount of rules that you have to follow. Like, you can't read books, you can't tell lies, you can't like art, you can't like music. And you have to, like, put together who's committed what sins. You know, I was doing math at one point of the game because I was trying to calculate. One of the things was, like, calculate how many demerits people have gotten based off of the atrocities they've committed. So I'm, like, writing down i'm doing math i have like a timetable of like who what when where um and then the story ends with it like imploding internally and eventually you know their own greed overcoming them and that's how it ends it's only like five hours uh, yeah. um it's it's literally just a murder miss it's a fun murder mystery and it's really fun to solve
0: it's i don't great. know how
3: much more i can tell you no. about it
0: End of spoilers? I think that sounds great. Yeah. I, I hope really more cool. people check it out from this, absolutely. Sarah, are you comfortable with yeah. that bottom 10?
3: Am I comfortable with the bottom 10?
1: Yeah. yeah. Okay. Order and everything? But you know
3: what? Yeah, I mean, it's I mean, it's fine.
0: Okay.
3: I'm sorry that my arguments aren't as convincing. <laughs> no, I think it's
0: also a situation... Of, I, I know Jeff enjoyed... Hard Space Shipbreaker 2, you also enjoyed Hard Space Shipbreaker, Sarah, and so I think it's a matter of multiple passions piling up a
3: bit. I definitely like the case of the Golden Idol more than Heart Space Shipbreaker, but I accept that I'm the only one who played it.
0: Right, right.
3: And that this is where it has to sit because of that.
2: Kyle, does the bottom 10 look okay for everything for you? It looks even better than the last time you asked me Ben so I'm
6: happy. Am <laughs> I have
2: I is anybody secretly fuming? All
6: right. I
0: the only well, thing that looks um, off to me about it is I f- feel like Mario and Rabbids could move down from
5: our conversation. Yeah. Move down? What if we switched okay. Mario and Rabbids and Atari 50?
4: No, I wouldn't do that. I I'll I, wouldn't do that. I love it and that's real high
1: I feel
6: like. Okay. So. Yeah,
1: like I think that's the we like I mean, it's going to sound mean, but I think it's the weakest thing on the list in terms of, I think it, it's like the, this is a fun pick. I which, personally which wouldn't have this? it on the Atari game. Oh, like,
0: it's 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 fine. It's sitting pretty at 17. No one's, no one's budging
5: that. I
0: just I like, personally I feel would like, put like it's
5: 20. 20. I feel like it's the opposite of what you've been talking about, Janet, of the kind of like, uh, you know, like. A boring game that is really fun to play, but is like not bringing that much interesting to the table. Where it's like Atari Fifty, I feel like is like the most interesting game on the list in a lot of ways, and I would yeah, just but I, always pick interesting over kind of like uh, well polished but not that interesting.
1: Yeah, I just feel like from the conversations we've had, it's the it's not in it is there because of what it does, like what it does holistically, not because it's like a fun game to play. It's just like a cool collection of things. Um, so that's why I would put it at 20 personally.
4: Well, it's definitely more than a cool collection of things, but, um, and there are some new games in it that are, you know, like pretty interesting and pretty good. Cause they, they made recreations of, um, you know, like, like modern recreations of some of the games in there as well. But um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I don't need it to be any higher than seventeen. Certainly, I I just someone argue for a specific thing on the list to be higher than it, um, but I don't see any reason to move it down without like someone being. I mean, like I think I think Last Clockwinder and Atari fiftieth could probably swap because just because I really liked listening to um, Jacob and Leo's like passion for that game, I'd be fine with that, but.
0: Hey, I'm curious, Leo, since this spot on the list is kind of <laughs> your territory. Uh, yeah, we're all just <laughs> visiting you it. You were, you were born here. Um, how, do you, how do you feel about that Last Clockwinder, Atari 50, that kind of last four entries on the list here? I mean, I guess I would do it because I played more of Last Clockwinder, but I, like, I'm not strong about it at all. I think they're both great, and I think they're both good where they are. Good really and wrong. Atari 50 is like a really good version of what it is. Right, you know, right. Like it's an achievement for, for the thing that it is. Okay, I'm, I'm personally happy with the bottom ten. Seems like a good bottom list. Um, All right, me. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's lock that sucker down. Um, and this seems like a good time to ask the pivotal question, which is, uh, Jacob Geller, do you know how this whole thing operates?
5: <gasps> uh, carefully considered negotiations between friends, um, and also Patreon. That's right, uh,
0: but friends can only talk if people click on that link and go to patreon.com slash minmax with two N's. Find the tier that is right for you, everybody. Please check it out. Help us hit our goal before the end of the year, because we are right up on it. And thank you to some of our biggest supporters, people like I am 8 bit They want everybody to know about a vinyl bonanza that's happening at their wonderful online store. If you go to I am 8 bits wonderful online store, you can check out the vinyl sound Track to a ton of games, including the Chicory Piano Collection. I really want that, actually. Uh, one of my favorite soundtracks for the last couple of years. I would like to hear that. Same composer as Celeste, if you've Let's, never heard that.
2: Last year's uh, top, top one, right? Top, top mm-hmm. one, that's
0: right. Also the sure. Minecraft Dungeon soundtrack, a musical story. There's a ton of great vinyls available at iMateBit's wonderful online store. So please check them out. And if you happen to go to iMateBit's wonderful online store, you can, use, you can use a certain promo code. The promo code is wetbandits no space wet bandits and you get you can get 10% off of everything that's under $100 in that store so help support them because again they have supported the min max community in a huge way they have shipped out uh, hundreds at this point hundreds and hundreds of gifts to the min max community from their store everybody who supports us on patreon submits a question over there on patreon um and then we choose the winner each and every week in iM8Bit. We'll ship that uh, person a prize. And so pay them back by going to i 8 bit and uh, checking out some of their online stuff and using that promo code uh, WETBANDITS. All right, here we are. The, the top 10 right now, it's sitting at Vampire Survivors, Horizon Forbidden West, Elden Ring, Xenoblade Chronicles 3, God of War Ragnarok, Kirby and the Forgotten Land, Immortality, Citizen Sleeper, Pentiment, and Marvel's Midnight Suns. Great. See you next year, everyone. All right. Thanks we- for watching, everybody. <laughs> be good. Have fun. Let's go. Um. <laughs> this
1: the <a> fake ending.
0: <laughs> what What is the most egregious? Is maybe the first. That question. Elden Ring is at number one.
1: Obviously. Yeah, I think we're. Well, I just <laughs> yeah. feel like it's silly I know Ben. Be I know like, you want us oh, to fight who's about to say it. Say what it'll be uh-huh, like. Uh-huh. Mm.
2: If okay, here's. Or may- do you, you want to save the Elden Ring discussion like? But you want us to really be excited about it later, I guess, right? So, yeah, it's on. podcasting 101.
3: Do you Kyle? want to put it do you wanna put Elden Ring in spot 10? And then when you say what's yeah. egregious, we can all say Elden Ring and move yeah. it up a spot. I'm gonna
0: move Elden Ring. Would that make Ring you feel better? 10. It would. Um, if, I, if I may, in terms of egregiousness, really funny, if we're if we're looking <laughs> at this list as it sits right now. I think perhaps I'm gonna go on a limb and say Vampire Survivors as our number one game of the year for 2022. Should not be. It is not right. Um, be fun though. Oh, to wow, be honest. this is no one's so shocking.
6: <laughs> Sarah, damn it! What? <laughs>
2: right, okay, let's I would let's love, move God of War up above Vampire Survivors. At least that's how I feel.
6: Okay,
0: I I would love oh, to so just get
2: number one. <laughs>
0: I would love to just get Apparently. a sense of where we are at as a group for Vampire Survivors. I know Jacob Geller is genuinely red hot on it. I I I don't know if that red hotness is legitimately it should be in our top three or where? what is your peak for red hotness of Vampire Survivors? It's a funny joke that I made it up here at all. I think we all are in agreement on that. <laughs>
6: no. Surely you'd agree. Are you that. That <laughs> serious? <laughs> no, no, I,
1: sh- no ben, don't fall for it. Ben's trying to rile people up on purpose so they can point and say that we're all crazy when he makes his little arguments for whatever have you. So <laughs> and
0: We're not falling for it. Not I, falling for it. I like Vampire Survivors. I think it's a cool thing. It's amazing how well it works on a brain I think I may be the most confused in this
2: group about like, really? Everyone likes it that much? I'm w- I'm with you. Okay. Okay. You, okay. I, I do want to talk. Can I, uh, should we talk about Vampire Survivors? <laughs> yes,
6: okay. Let's yeah. talk about <laughs> it.
2: So there is the core game that is like really uh, great and just like on its base level is like fascinating and engaging and rewarding. And, like, when you have a 30-minute run, which as you get deeper into the game, you have nearly every time you play. And that's just amazing. It just feels so good. It looks so cool. You just, you feel unstoppable, and that's amazing. But the thing that really pushes it over the edge, even, like, beyond that to me, was um, seeing how weird the game can get later. Like, some of the levels you can get, to are... Bizarre, like like it's doing things like what well, like the um the the one of the best examples I can think of is like Arkham Asylum, like where it does that thing to you in the middle of the game with like the scarecrow gas, where like all of a sudden Joker and batman have like flipped roles and you think the game has restarted do you remember this moment ben yeah what what vampire, survivors, vampire survivors gets into stuff like that what like where where the menu will flip upside down in response to things happening like the opening like legalese of the game will change and like that's where it gets really like wow this is doing something really special and fascinating and fun and and like even without that i think it would i would still really enjoy it but that's where it just gets cool you well, know? Can we
0: go spoilers on and talk more about them?
2: Yeah. I mean, there's not even... I I don't know, Kyle, if you disagree.
5: It's like, there's not even really that much to spoil. It just, like, does that sometimes. Why? You know? <laughs> <laughs> it, it, I also do, you, you reach, like, a certain area of a map, and you, like, you know, you get to, like, a, a secret place, and then it, like, resets the game, or you get, like, a weird character there are tons of hidden characters that you have to do very specific, almost like old Mortal Kombat-esque things to unlock. And then those characters are like new and weird. I mean, there is like essentially a a missing no version of a character that pops up. And then they all have like, it's like there are like 50 characters and they all have starting weapons that are not just like visually different, but are like, really significantly gameplay different to start with and it changes how you like start the game and then you know eventually you get those weapons rolled into everything that you could be picking up from a roulette wheel and so you're constantly having combinations that you've never had before in the game and so it's just like it is like I I have my current play time for that game is 89.7 hours and I like don't feel like i've just been like repeating myself the whole time
2: it's really good at establishing expectations and then playing with them right there's not really a story to vampire survivors it's all kind of just like your interaction with the game and just messing with you in that way yeah you know
4: and and just like fun i don't know like like you said there's no story but there will be like fun new things that come up every so often like last night there was a a katamari made of skeletons and i was <laughs> like this is this is so weird and so delightful and it's just like those kind of little things that pop up and and kind of keep it keep it always interesting like there's always something every single one of my playthroughs is different
0: yeah sarah janet jeff are you all in the light camp or where are you sitting for vampire survivors
4: i didn't play it Uh, I,
7: I liked what I have played. I feel like I hit a skill level that I just didn't, that I didn't, you know, ascend past where, where like I was, you know, I was doing fine on my runs and then people were in chat were like, oh, well you have to get this item and then that will unlock this one. And if you get these, you know, four items in a specific, you'll unlock this other new mechanism. I was like, how the hell am I supposed to know any of this? And I and I didn't do those things. OK, <laughs> but but I for, for
4: what it's worth, I, I'm not like I haven't put a crazy amount of hours into it yet and I am not looking things up and I'm just kind of like letting things unlock as they unlock. And I'm, I've am i been unlocking things like very frequently, just kind of in one playing of, like in one Marvel. of the
5: updates, maybe around the middle of the year, they added a a grimoire. And so you don't need to look up item combinations anymore. Like it just tells you in the menu when you get this weapon and this secondary ability, they will eventually combine. And so that was around when it came out. That was a very like you've got to look stuff up. But now you don't have to do that anymore.
0: I'm looking at this list and feel free to call me a maniac and stop me at any point. I'm going to. Put Vampire Survivors at number seven, as ballparkish, ballparkish. It seems off. I feel like you're kind of there's a lot of Jacob Gellery games in this batch, so I'm curious. Like, (laughs) as as you see this list, Jacob Geller, do you see Vampire Survivors
5: going above Immortality or Citizen Sleeper? I guess I thought that it would have broader appeal than those games, but in this group, it might not. So that's Yeah, I mean, it's it's fine if immortality is staying where it is. I just assume (laughs) that those would be moving down, you know, that that citizen sleeper would end up at like, you know, number 10 or whatever.
0: Oh, I mean, hey, let's get a read. Where's everybody at for citizen sleeper? I was that Leo you cut up. I dug it. I wouldn't have fought for it for like the first 10. Ooh, but I enjoy my time with it and I beat it. Okay. I I started it. It wasn't really my cup of tea. I, I bounced off.
4: I don't. I haven't I played it. It's it's tough because I really like it, and I also really like Vampire Survivors. And those games could not be more different. And yeah. I just like one is far more addicting the, than the other. And like like Jacob said, you know, has far broader appeal. I think. Um, but Citizen Sleeper was you know a much more like like I thought a lot more while playing that game it was it's a very good story and good writing and you know
0: but is thinking good? That's the That's question for this series. I mean, honestly, I think that
5: figure is it out. <laughs> the vampire survivor versus citizen sleeper question is truly just is
2: thinking good.
6: That's what <laughs>
5: decides those games. <laughs> I, mean,
2: I think it's going to say like... a lot about me that I would like to see vampire survivors higher. Right. <laughs> we have to make it's a, a stand for thinking,
1: you
6: guys.
1: <laughs> I mean, I've never been a fan of thinking. Those who have been listening to the show <laughs> know this. Um, I didn't beat citizen sleeper yet because I even okay. though it's a short game. I really liked it. It's a great game. Um, I mean, yeah, it really is a toss-up. Um,
0: am I reading the room correctly that Citizen Sleeper, should that be moving down no matter what? Or should we just be moving no. other stuff up is maybe a better I way to phrase it's it. it's okay. It's sitting at number six right now. Um, I feel like... Is Marvel's Midnight Suns, it seems like that's a decent spot for it, sitting at number nine right now. Can, can we stop
7: joking around with Elden Ring at ten? Like you're throwing off <laughs> you're right, my ability to right. even read a list.
4: I don't know what, okay. what is
3: it. Yeah. We know Currently, we number have Horizon Forbidden West at one.
4: Right. Why do we have um, to pretend? Let's, let's I know put, put I Elden I get Ring and we- God of War at one and two. Everyone knows that's what those. Put it the at one, Ben. ben. We'll talk
2: be. about it when we talk about it. But it can <laughs> but just yeah, like we can solidify
4: whether or not it really is one
1: or whether it's two. But like, it's. I feel like we're pretending like it's gonna be. Like, come on. Like, let's not pretend. Like, we're just lying we and it seems silly. That feels
6: right. Okay.
0: No one else likes to go to fantasy land. Interesting. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, Pentiment, now sitting at number nine. Is that feeling correct I
3: personally liked Pentiment more than I liked Citizen Sleeper. Uh And Immortality, but once again, it is a thinking game. So I guess puts it up against... Uh, uh. You know, the the not thinking camp. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
6: to with go all project. due respect. With I, I all think, due
2: respect. I'm weirdly gonna sort of bring it up and hope that maybe you take the ball and run, sir. But like the art direction of Pentiment is like really fascinating and interesting. Yeah. I mean I guess you know, you could, you know, take that. It's ball and run really as well.
3: beautiful the choices they made to tell the story. Um, the characters, they talk in different fonts, and sort of the more like eloquent the font is the more educated the characters assumed. So, like, the peasants all kind of talk in, like, a scribble, and then you'll have, like, the, you know, the leader of the church will talk in, like, very, like, elaborate, like, you almost can't read it, like, Roman font, in a way. Um, And you can tell how much a character has suffered and experienced because their portrait will be kind of more chipped away. So, like, the older, less fortunate peasants have, like, a more weathered look to their appearance versus sort of, like, the upper-middle class which doesn't even like they can age fine and they don't have like a scratch on them. And like, that's not even like part of the story itself. That's just something you experience on the side. Yeah. yeah it's so. all,
2: all in the context of like, you're looking at a book, right?
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the when, page turns.
2: Uh, and when somebody mentions any per- character's
0: name or some word you might not know, having that back button that like zooms out on the page and you essentially get to look at the footnote, but it's like a big illustration of who it is or a description of this event they're talking about. Like
5: that is such a great way to keep it uh cohesive and all in that manuscript.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, it's flipping it's a page
3: every
5: time you go to the mm-hmm. Sneaky education. I'm, I'm totally fine with I haven't played Pentiment yet, but I like I, I feel like it's it has done so much to kind of make its coolness uh, approachable and kind of like readable in ways that Citizen Sleeper does not, where it's like, I love Citizen Sleeper, but like you've really got to play that game to kind of like understand why it's cool. Or yeah. as I can just look at Pentiment and be like, this is amazing. I, I have never <laughs> seen a game that looks like this.
0: I think the thing I'm still missing in Pentiment and I, I started it and I do think it's, I do think it's cool, but I think I'm missing like just the sentence of the magic of Pentiment is,
3: is what? The magic of Pentiment is playing the game <laughs> and actually getting through the game. I, um, the town that you're in, Tassings, is as you play the game, you kind of like, grow up with the citizens, you see how the town changes over time. And the overall theme of Pentiment is, like, building on the past. So to do that, you have to, like, play through the game. Um, but it's all about, like, building on the past and how, like, history changes, how we build upon those who come before us, and like, what that could mean for us in the present, essentially. Like, how badly do we need to unearth our past to understand what's going on in the present? Um, and I think it does it really clever. Like, I'm I'm not spoiling anything, and I don't want to spoil it, but... Yeah, yeah, it's of those games where, for the payoff, you have to get through it.
0: Yeah, I, I'm not putting it down, because I, I, yeah. I honestly, over the break, I would love to go back and play more of it, but I think I was just, I I was missing that larger component, but that helps, just for zooming out beyond just the art style, you know? Yeah, I think the magic is is the town, the place is so well realized, in a way that's like, yeah, I know that pitch of the Magic of Pentiment is like getting this intimate relationship with this small 15th century town, but... You know, that wouldn't necessarily appeal to me, but I would have underestimated how much I could feel from that and appreciate that and enjoy that while I'm playing it. Yeah, and tell me if this is too broad of a brush, but I think what's interesting is like, Sarah, how much you like it, but then tell me if this isn't the correct read for you. It feels like in general, you're not big on like a narrative heavy game. And so it's interesting that- I
3: think it depends on the narrative. Like right. what what I said is I like a game that does one thing really well. Yeah. And Pentiment it does the narrative really well. It feels like you're reading a book most of the time. Like, the way the pages turn and the way the characters communicate, I think it has some of the best writing in 2022, I would argue, um, in terms of writing. And the narrative is just really beautiful. I don't dislike narrative, but I think this narrative, really, it does what it does really well. The themes are really amazing. Like, I don't want to spoil it, but it's just, like, you know, it's just, it's really good. And it's not, like, it doesn't lean on, like, kitschy, like, weird twists and turns, although it does in the murder mystery. But overall, it's just incredibly solid.
0: Yeah. Uh, these feel like birds of a feather in some way, but Immortality. I don't think we have a good read on where everybody's at for Immortality, which is currently sitting at number six on this here list. Um, immortality is a game that... It's the FMV game, if you don't recall, where it's you're sorting through footage of three cursed films trying to piece together what happened to these actors in this movie. Um, and you're jumping between them by doing the match cut of like clicking on, okay, there's this vase in the background. Now it's going to bring me to a vase in another scene. You never really know what it's going to match it to, but then through that weird way of interacting, you're exploring more and more and uncovering what's happening, uh, in the films. And then outside of the films is the next layer. And then there's a layer beyond that, um, where things get a little more twisted. Um, I I really like immortality. I don't know if it'll make my top 10 list. Um, but it's definitely it's one that I started and played for a couple hours and then like went on it. I was like out of town for the weekend and I was like, I could not stop thinking about it. Like it it haunts me. It is such a weird vibe, like, God, what the hell was going on in the game? I cannot wait to get, go back and cover it. And then I went back and I feel like I spent more time in this game than most people. Maybe not Jacob Keller, a super fan over there, but, like, I finished it at, like, 10 or 11 hours. Like, it feels like it was a long crawl to get to that finish line of actually having the credits roll and stuff like that. But um, a lot of the things in the story went over my head, but I think it is very, very cool, and then it opened my eyes a bit listening to Leo and Jacob's Big Mac spoilers about it. Um, to a lot it's of things. It's definitely meant to go over your head a lot of it. It's one of those things where there's a thousand threads, and if three of them are really cool to you, then you'll come away liking that game. Yeah. Is my read on this correct that Leo and Jacob, you two are red, red, red hot on this thing on this list? It's two or three for me.
5: Yeah, it would be like four.
0: Wait, okay, or hang on. Personal list, on or our, my saying... personal list. Okay, on my, yeah.
5: I would I mean here I would I would love it to be. Number five, you know, and <laughs> and and Horizon goes down. I mean, it's like I don't, I don't want to mm-hmm. start taking, but it's like I,
1: <laughs> I think. Oh uh-huh. no! Someone's calling me in the other room. <laughs> <end. But>, uh,
5: <laughs> uh, I just, I just think it's, it's like maybe the most interesting game this year. You know, like it's, I think it's that's just true.
1: using my own words against me.
5: That's right. <laughs>
1: I actually hate interesting games. Uh, that's why Horizons is one of my favorite experiences. This year. <laughs> are, are Leo and
5: I the only? Or and, and Ben, you talked about it a little. Did anyone else play it? Sarah played it. Started it, it. I think Sarah's scared to
0: have her feelings be known about immortality.
3: Well, I think that game just set me up for failure because um, I, I just don't like I didn't like having to scrub through the film and then have by cut the way every time we... it would kind of get interesting. It was not the game for me.
0: Should we put it on full spoilers for mortality? I feel like we should talk about it in a little meaning. I don't really care way. too
3: much about the plot. I don't think that <laughs> plays into what I don't like about really? it.
0: Really? Okay, if you can have it without spoiling anything. But just the basic interactions weren't doing it for you, Sarah.
3: No, no, and I like none of the singular movie plots really caught my attention. I don't know. It was just it was not it was not a game made for me. It
0: it uh, seemed like you hated it. <laughs> from <being> like <laughs> tones well, that I got ben, from your streams and I'm stuff. I'm not allowed
3: to be a pee-pee-poo-poo head you about it. You can so I'm share telling feelings. you that it's not a game made for me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> pee-pee,
0: poo-poo, the floor's yours. Uh, <laughs> it's it's, so it's it a really gross image, but... Yeah, sorry. Uh, so it's just an idea of like You're the larger... boss, dude. <laughs> like if the larger <laughs> mystery of immortality doesn't hook yet, then I understand being frustrated. Just like, I'm just combing through all this crap. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. But if the core mystery is is working your way into its brain. then that's kind of the magic of immortality. Yeah. That's its commitment to its own premise of being able to jump around from any clip to any clip, theoretically finding the ending like really early. It's some people are going to carve through that in a really interesting path. And then some people are going to be struggling and not sure even what the next move is or what they should be interested in. Yeah. I think that's a, a strength of it. I think more games should be more open to that. Be honest. Why do you think it's one of the most interesting games of the year, or the most interesting of the game game of the year,
5: Jacob? I mean, because it's a it's a gamified three movies. You know, because I hate
3: movies, so (laughs) I'm already like off to a horrible start.
5: (laughs) I you know because it's like it is it is such a different perspective on production value than we ever see with games that it's like oh you know you the the wrinkles on the back of kratos's head look amazing and it's like that's (laughs) you know you can look at a game 20 years ago and look at god of war now and be like wow they did make those wrinkles better but this has like immortality has like oh my god that's an actual matte painting that they did for the background of like one scene and seeing that makes me believe that this movie was made like in you know 1969 in a way that like i i kind of can't even describe the the like legitimacy that it has to each of its time periods and then the time period is so important to like your understanding of what's going on in, in that historical era and how that informs your reading of the characters and whatever. It's like they have like three different film styles. Like like the actual film used in the camera is like so different for each time. And I and I realize this sounds like I'm describing like, you know, kind of like oh cool gaming detail. But like the the crazy part is like that is vital to your understanding of the story like all of the pains that they took with production and with costuming and and like how the tables at the table reads look they're all different and that lets you understand the story in the same way that like knowing what a midshipman was helped you understand uh (laughs) <laughs> Why can't I remember over the name did. of that game? Yeah. Over, over you know. <laughs> it's like it's like you know it. It feels it feels just kind of like so legitimate in what it's doing.
3: Uh, I just hate art.
5: I understand that.
0: <laughs> it is
7: it
3: is <laughs> the most artsy Sh- fartsy of we, the batch. Hey, yeah. Can we talk hey,
0: about Kirby?
7: And, sure. And like people's love of Kirby. Does it, it does that one have to be number five? That's a question. Did you play
0: Kirby, Jeffem?
7: I yeah, maybe I was leading the conversation, but it, it's it's the one game in those in the top five that I really didn't like.
0: Really like, didn't, didn't like. Didn't enjoy.
1: Wow. Well, I, I thought this was gonna be a pro Kirby conversation. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Jeffem. No. No, yeah. You're interested in hearing you're your
2: supposed to like a game like that. <laughs> I I.
7: It's, it's not that I, it's, 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 <laughs> it's, not that I it's not that I really <laughs> dislike it. I just, I didn't, I, it's the- Was it the it, mouthful it, mode? I, I walked away, I walked away neutral from it. it it's yeah. just- um,
3: you, When did you walk away though?
7: A couple, couple worlds in. See, that's a problem. before or that's after problem. Kirby
3: became a light bulb?
7: I didn't become a light bulb. Is, is you that didn't, that didn't like have the Eureka moment. Did you, of,
3: you didn't get to be a light bulb? No, it is. It's, did you it, get to be? You got to drive as a car, though, right?
7: I drove as a car. Did you get it, to
3: drive a car on a
1: track?
7: On a track?
1: Yeah, like like a you little. Just name every every transformation and ask <laughs> Jeff if oh, he did car. it.
7: I I I think I I think I ran over some people as a car. This is I, an interrogation.
1: <laughs> I'm
7: sorry, Jeff, yeah. um,
0: for what you have to go through on this day. We've shifted over. Uh, I think it's fair, Jeff. um, You don't need to be on your back foot the entire time. (laughs) Kirby is a game that gets better and better as you go through it. Like, those first couple of worlds, I would describe it, with all due respect to Kirby, some real mindless gaming. Like I don't think I had a single. Wait, wait, wait. No,
1: established that thinking is bad, right? Thinking so... is bad. That's right. What? Well, genuinely. Actually, the best game. If you hooked with. up my
0: brain to some sort of brain scanner in those first couple worlds of Kirby, it'd just be. I'd be a, a corpse. However, I do think it'd be a and, solid
6: line. Yes,
0: as it goes on, it does get better and better. And you know, everybody's okay. saying like, this is Kirby's. Uh Mario Odyssey, I think, is a big stretch. I don't think it comes anywhere near any 3D Mario game in terms of creativity. But is it that, it is a really
3: Kirby game, though.
0: It is it's very good. I think it's the best Kirby game that I've ever played. And See, I mean it's
7: it's it's the first Kirby game that I played, so I'm I went into it not really like have I just misunderstood what people is Kirby closer to Sonic than sorry. Ooh, sorry.
6: Whoa. Hey, yeah. whoa! But, but whoa. Like,
1: that's Come out, we you know? took it <laughs> <we're> all. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Kirby,
2: Kirby is simplified 2D Mario, is what it is. It's like an even like turning it, down the simplicity even more. And like, the, the point that we're getting out of, like, it gets better and better. It's not like there's a twist, right? It's not like there's a line that you cross where you're like, oh my gosh, this is suddenly incredible. It just you know, they turn the 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 temperature up over the course of the game, and by and it just gets like every level gets more clever and more interesting and better, okay. and it, like and it gets Perfect. more challenging too, and like the bosses that, are really yeah. great, and the end, as we've talked about, is stellar. Yeah, like it's okay, it's, and it's I've played almost every Kirby game of the last five or six, years, or I guess I can go even deeper back, maybe last ten years, and this one's like like easily like the best Kirby, like by by a pretty wide margin.
0: Yeah, building up the town, it's not a game changer, but like it's cool. It's cool to unlock those things yeah. and expand the town and all that stuff. There's a, there's a lot packed in here. Um and the end it's game also like, It's also okay hard. that you don't like it, Jeff, um, If you want to have my back about something well,
7: that's coming up. <laughs>
0: okay. Great.
7: Yeah, it's it's just it's the first like it's the first Nintendo game that I've played where they're all family-friendly games, but usually I find something challenging or interesting in them and this is this is one i'm i'm super happy to hear that it that it you know like gets more challenging and gets more interesting because it's
1: i because those first, challenging uh, yeah end, I, I think you might just not like kirby um and that i mean that's like hard to hear but it's fair um i don't think that like I think both can be true, right? I don't think Kirby's going to be for you if you didn't like those first few worlds. It is true that it does get more interesting and that some of the like bonus stuff is challenging. That's the only like real intrigue in Kirby is if you're trying to have a somewhat completionist run of the game to beat the game. Yeah, I could beat that game in my sleep. That's not what's good about the game. I feel like what makes Kirby in the Forgotten Land one of my favorite games of the year is the joy and delight that it is creates the context for. And I understand that not everyone will find delight in building the town or in finding a little thing or of that little like mini mission where you find the ducks and then you collect Mm -hmm. the ducks and they Mm -hmm. follow you Mm -hmm. and you get them all like that's not challenging. And I can see someone being like, no, this is boring. Like I'm out. Um, But that. That delight is what the franchise offers. Like, if you're not excited to become a vending machine and shoot cans out of your mouth, I mean, I, mean, I can't that understand fun. that, I... but I can accept it. You know what I mean? But that is that is the appeal of those games. Um, so that's just my piece on Kirby and why I thought this one was so smart to me because I feel like it's chick really was delightful. And that's when I think Kirby's at, at his best, like that planet Robobot. Like it's not that I'm having a really ridiculously intriguing and depth challenging time. It's just that what I'm doing is fun. And I think the way that they utilize the mechanic and the versatility that they, find in that mechanic and in the copy abilities is the magic. It's what makes the familiar foreign. I think that's what Nintendo does best in all its franchises. So that's that's a little bit about the appeal of Kirby, but I I can totally as upsetting as it is to hear, I can see why someone wouldn't like it. Because you're not wrong in in feeling that way. I just play the same thing and I feel differently about it. That's all.
7: Yeah. I, I mean I like I said there's I don't dislike it. It was <laughs> it was just like
0: you're safe. Your Combat
7: man. isn't particularly challenging. The puzzles are very clear of what I have to do. I was. I, I like being a vending machine in a car too, guys.
1: Don't <laughs> I'm so not a weirdo, game, Kirby don't gets a you? Gun, better man. And when you upgrade the ability, he has two guns. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that was like, oh. I was like, wow. They, they really snapped
0: here. <laughs> it's it's a very pleasant, dare I say, fun game to play through. Mm-hmm. Sarah. Do you think it's sitting at the right spot on this list at number five? Is it that pleasant and fun? That's my question for the group.
3: Mm, I mean, oh, God, this is so hard. Uh-huh. Because I feel like, I feel like it, you know, I like it at five. But if you were like Pentiment or Kirby. Exactly if you p- what I'm doing. E- I would pick Pentiment. Ooh, ooh! But no, but Kirby
1: has a gun, though. <laughs> and that makes every I'm torn. game also awesome. an <laughs> in-game description because you get the collectibles in the game, and they have like little descriptions that says Kirby is the cutest bonk to have ever bonked a bonk. Mm-hmm. Again, this is a very specific audience. Before that audience, mm-hmm. it <sighs> snaps on everything that it does. Are we back to I, thinking or
2: not thinking? I like swap. I like swapping Kirby and Pentiment because then I, I like Vampire Survivors being above Kirby. Wait, okay.
0: Let's An just see. Goals. Let's
2: just see what this looks like. Um,
0: oh, that looks amazing. Stellar. It's <laughs> really cute. cool looking. I <laughs> poet. It's like I've never seen before. Should have uh, seen the poet. Okay. This isn't locked in, but I don't think anybody's I don't see anybody's eyebrows flying off their head at this so far. Here's here's one Jenga piece that we have not really touched. And Janet, I know I know it's a thing for Horizon Forbidden West. Is sitting pretty damn high on this list for a game that I think everyone respects, but I don't think anybody in this room, except for Janet, is like Gaga for this thing. Am I reading that right? Okay. Uh, I, I mean,
7: th- I I really like it, and it's up there on my list of games to go back to when I have time. But yeah, it, it, it'll be Ouch. it'll be pro- it'll be. Pretty high on my (laughs) on my on my top ten list. You're falling apart.
5: I (laughs) I I fully beat that game and it would be. Nineteen for like I I have I forgot that it came out this year, except that it released at the same time as Elden Ring. I I think it's it's look, if we're talking about no thinking games, like I, I think that is the ultimate no thinking game, where it's like there are like there are like three story moments that I really like in that, and then the rest of that game is a blur for me. I just don't even remember like playing it.
6: Yeah, it
0: um, I mean I like that first game a fair bit from twenty seventeen. Um, and I put maybe five or six hours into Horizon Forbidden West, and. I I just was getting a little bit bored. I admire the hell out of the production. I think it looks amazing. The faces in the game are on another level. Um, exploring the world, I think it's still cool. Climbing a tall neck, hey, that's good fun. Um, but by and large, it, there was nothing that was really grabbing me to keep moving. I feel like, you know, we talked about it on the podcast when it came out, but it is that issue of when the first one came out, Jeff, I remember you reviewed it and you're like, it's kind of a Far Cry-ish formula, but it, it, there's a lot that's cool in it too, but it's kind of the open world formula It's a little long in the tooth, and I was hoping they'd kind of reinvent things a little bit more for Horizon Forbidden West, so now to have, like, it's a sequel where they kind of just do the classic open world formula that's fairly unimpeachable based on sales numbers in the industry at this point. Um, so it, it just felt like a less exciting and new version of the first game, uh, with all due respect. Uh, Kyle, where are you at for Forbidden West? Let's hear what Janet loves about it. Okay, I was trying. I was trying to get all poo pooing out of the way, and then we can get to Janet. <laughs>
1: Janet, I, want I don't, yeah. need, I don't Janet. need your consolation prize, Kyle. Though I appreciate you offering it to me. <laughs>
2: I just I don't want to throw more negativity at it.
1: No, I go ahead. Let her redeem
0: it at the end. Let's just set the scene right. first. I uh-huh. mean,
3: do we, uh, we, need, not, do we it's
1: need, it's need to? to? I, I'm curious
3: where everybody's like, at for this can, thing. I want to hear what Janet really liked about it.
0: I yeah. do as well.
3: Because I don't really care I what mean, you guys. I I think it's going to matter. I don't share,
1: but I'd rather hear more about where people were thinking of putting it and yeah. kind of maybe comment on that because you know i knew that this moment was going to come that's why we all laughed including myself so just <laughs> go ahead it's fine and i mean it's not it's not game. I,
2: I don't have like a lot of like specifics or anything it just was like i i buy i did finish it, it i wow. very much felt like it was a chore by the end like if the first game was this like proof of concept of like wow the kill zone developers they made an open world game like good job guys like that's really surprising you know you made a dozen kill zone games and you moved in this new genre and you and you did it and then the sequel was kind of like uh oh you you did it again okay uh right c- cool like it wasn't like to say it's like bad is like oh would be a stretch totally. but like it just was like and it's it it was just kind of a, a nothing for me it was like in that like seven out of ten zone eight out of ten zone you know no like it's, it's so almost years.
5: so polished that there's just nothing to grab onto anymore. You know, it's like there's everything goes down so smooth that I just don't remember any of it.
0: I, I do think we're going to have the discussion with God of War as well. I do think there's a lot of these beats that you can shift <laughs> I see, over A lot of as what as you're
3: saying about Horizon, I would also personally apply to God of War, but that's just me.
0: All right. Hey, I bet we're going to talk about God of War Ragnarok on this very podcast.
3: Not, um, I mean, I'm fine as long as Elden Ring doesn't move.
0: So just swap those real quick,
3: uh, Janet. No, nope, no. Nope.
0: Uh, Horizon Forbidden West. Don't all I all I beg of you in this very moment is don't be sheepish, don't be shy, love what you
1: love. What do you and love? If there's one thing, if there's one thing that people say about me, it's that I'm sheepish. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I can. Um, it's it's clear this is moving down. I knew this day would come because yeah, I do see what everyone means. It is definitely a, a sequel that is more of the same, and I do think it's base still has... Horizon's a franchise that consistently leaves people wanting. Um, I do think it gets more scrutinized than other franchises that hit around the same mark. I think something about it... Yeah. Inspires a demand for more in a way that other franchises don't fall victim to, which is unfortunate because I think it is a great great game, great franchise, and I think Forbidden West is better than um, Zero Dawn. I think the stuff that I really like about it, besides it being like oh, it's a really polished, like, fun AAA adventure. I think it does a great job at doubling down on the sci-fi nature of it. What's so fun about Forbidden West is it gets out so many of the where are we, what world we're in, The kind of this the set dressing of, like, putting everything up. All those pieces are there, and now they can dig into more of the wacky sci-fi stuff, more of the drama um, in this game. And I think they pair some really compelling, interesting plot points with incredible battles. Like, the fun of... And, and you can kind of take it either way, because it's not the most challenging game in the world. You know, it doesn't demand nearly as much as what Monster Hunter seems to in terms of planning and, and taking down enemies. But it's also what's kind of fun about it, that it is approachable in that sense. And like getting more abilities, getting better gear and the fun of ha- hunting those new machines is so thrilling. Like it's a game where I enjoy everything it has to offer mechanically and the plot, is intriguing and it's incredibly well polished. And I think they did some great things with um, some of the side quests in this game. The side quests are absolutely fantastic. They bring back like these great recurring characters. Um, They have like these really fun puzzle moments with like the side collectibles. I think the vistas in this game are absolutely gorgeous. It's so fun, like traveling across the country and seeing, you know, we mentioned this a bit for our like awards, like the recontextualization of things like, you know, Vegas and San Francisco all mixed in with like a, Bonkers plot which I don't know if people want me to talk more about it. I feel like we've talked about it on the show before, but um that's what I love about Horizon. Like I love going through that world and taking down these incredible machines that also offer like more difficult variants of themselves in the Apex element of it. Um and yeah, again, I understand why people are never really gaga over Horizon. Like it does the assignment and no one really cares about it beyond that in a lot of ways, but I feel like it does that hunting mechanic so well and so fun in such an approachable way that like, that's what always makes it um, a special game to me. And like I said, I think the plot was like super fun in this one and, yeah. and pretty surprising. I don't think anyone could have predicted that plot. And you can also argue, Oh, maybe that's like, too, maybe it was too weird, but um, yeah, it's definitely one of my favorite games. It's probably like my number two or number three for the year. Um, and yeah, and back to like the interesting or not conversation, it's not the most interesting game on this list, but I think it's, damn good and like it can be boring that it's damn good but it's a damn good video game and that's why i have it so high
0: love it here here number
1: one it now, is where do you guys want to re-rank it to because obviously <laughs> that's where this is going i know it it. Just, there's something i was sitting here waiting i'm like oh there's really, a reason i didn't really, say to move it up i'm like i'm lucky it's up that high i'm not taking on xenoblade uh uh-uh, <laughs> no no change i'm it just gonna feels, sit here and ugh. see what i can get away with it feels
0: gross it feels like the Olympics, like everyone gives their plea and then we actually have to make a numerical value for this is that. Tell me if I'm out of my mind for moving it to number 10 based on, I think, the, I think the temperature of, of the room. That's, that's really yeah, I low. mean, it's, <laughs> okay.
5: because, yeah, there, there are other kind of individual favorites here that are. You know, it's like like Xenoblade still at number three, and I don't think that's bad, but I don't think with how much Janet likes uh, horizon, we can keep Xenoblade at three. In okay, I was just trying to do the Midnight Suns
0: match. <laughs> yes, you right? can. Yes, we can. <laughs> we totally
6: can. <laughs> that seem
5: odd up
0: there, but uh, just looking at something like Midnight Suns, where it's like Leo was a little was a little meh, and I liked the early phase, but then two people liked it a lot, and then okay, I'm trying just trying to figure out gauge that passion right for. I mean, you can move Midnight Suns up. I I'm I'm happy to do that, I, but
5: I, think I don't Midnight know that Suns you move find it. 10 At I mean, okay. because it's like even I acknowledge that it's like there's part of the game that's like kind of crappy, and like okay. what Jeff I'm is right. like, Let yeah, it. you could, but you can kind of skip it. But I, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that is that feels like a number 10 kind of thing,
2: Janet. I, Janet, have... what, um, ooh, where yeah. would you put like Kirby versus Horizon? Like, where, um, where do those lists fall for you?
1: I usually put Horizon, I'd probably put Horizon above Kirby, like, I would right. put Horizon above Kirby. Uh,
0: the only thing that is stop me from doing on this list and right now kirby's at seven horizons at eight is like everyone who finished kirby's like that rules and the fact that two people finish this gigantic rpg with horizon forbidden west and are like it's a it's a room temperature glass of water like
1: <laughs> we is- could also move both of them up that's what i yep. would do but mm-hmm. we're mm-hmm. clearly not going to do that so i'll take both of them as high as you can possibly put them outside of one and two
2: okay
0: 8 feels rightish. Does it? <laughs> it does t- to me, but <laughs> I'm I'm curious if anybody else has a different feeling for the
4: the group here. I mean just based on the temperature of the room. Um I mean it, it's tough cuz it's like I Janet's arguments are are good and so are everyone else's. And if it if we're just going like sheer number of people who have passion for it. Yeah. But that's also not a totally fair metric because then Xenoblade probably <laughs> wouldn't be as high. Should as right. we
1: put Kirby <laughs> higher than it is? Can leave Horizon at eight. Can we and leave put Kirby, Kirby up? above Vampire Survivors, or is that a no go? I think we should do. I'd that. I'd love to um. do that. <laughs> I.
3: It's Kirby. We
0: got
1: that part. <laughs> we certainly
6: and have Kirby. that
1: part. I mean,
3: people can that
1: game, you can. There's a <laughs> cooking mini game that's like pretty fire i not going to lie. Is Kyle the only... Well,
0: I guess... I, Kyle, you've probably put more time into Vampire Survivors than I have. Yeah. Um, probably I probably put, I, like...
2: I, vampire, I just like because uh, there's not a lot like it. Um, but we're all... Like, it is going to influence the industry. Like, next, the next two years, we're going to see... Uh, lot of vampires. It, it
4: already has. There's which yeah. which There's almost a seems like a negative. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't guess, want I, anyone I, else mostly, to do that. Mostly, it's just like the impact of like, wow, it's like it's like that that game that you come across every couple of years. That's like, why hasn't someone done this already? Right. Like, I can't right. believe somebody didn't already figure this out. Like, it, it's and I and I kind of like it for that reason. And it's like innovate It's 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 weirdly innovative by stripping away a lot of like the mechanics of a bullet hell game and it just makes it so much more easy to digest and makes it so much it like it's like why didn't we recognize that the best part of like a bullet hell game is like when everything's going crazy and you're successful and you feel really proud of yourself it's like well why don't we just make that the whole game and simplify it it's like yeah why didn't we do that like 10 years ago (laughs) it's like yeah yeah so i like it i like it for that reason Based, so I, I, like, I like it above Kirby myself. Based on the temperature like of the
0: Kirby. room and all the discussions on uh, these podcasts, let's just take show of hands who here thinks Kirby should be higher than Vampire Survivors based on the overall discussion.
3: I just like Kirby. It just doesn't have Kirby in oh. it.
0: Uh-huh. Okay, That's Sarah just likes Kirby, Leo, and Janet. So <laughs> we're a split. But Sarah just said she raised her hand because uh sakurai designed a cute character in 1992
6: <laughs> so that's a tough... oh,
1: really cute character that's easy for everyone to draw you
6: know right. and that's what i'm and I got for to serve, my i got to
1: serve
3: little carbys to uh, waddle dees and okay. then i got to go fishing got to build a waddle
1: dee shanty town kelsey you
6: must also, like those little
1: challenges on the side were like actually challenging
0: yeah, yeah yeah kelsey where are you landing vampire survivors or kirby
5: which which do you think should be higher
4: I'm, I'm Vampire Survivors, sorry.
5: Okay.
4: Weirdly, they're both games
5: here. where you kind of kill God. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's
0: correct. And the
4: skeletons are real cute in Vampire Survivors, okay? They're on par.
0: Okay. It feels like we should probably leave it as it is. Vampire Survivors at six, Kirby at seven. Uh, okay. Uh
2: we all feel very strongly uh, about this.
0: Clearly, <laughs> the, what um, what game will bring Xenoblade down to earth? Is there one that should be above it? Wait, that anybody- didn't- <laughs> hold,
4: on, hold on. Why does it need to go down? To- this is a game that is number one on like a ton of people's. Yep, yep, top yep,
0: yep, yep. yep.
1: You're right. And yet, none of them are here right <laughs> now. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, That's right. But the at Mid-Max the same players. time, like
4: I, oh, I'm saying, like it doesn't need to be brought down. You're to right. Earth,
1: you're right. Not in the you're, wrong.
4: I know. I'm the I know.
7: It already feels like Pentiment is getting away with something being that high. Hey, yeah.
1: hey, hey, hey. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, again, I'm I'm putting a lot of trust for some of these games because yes. i have not. I have not played all of them. Um, trust I, is all we have. Yeah, which is really unfortunate because we need a lot more to finish the list. (laughs) Um, In lieu of knowledge, I have trust. And I feel like this is this seems fine to me because I I'm not ready to put like Pentiment, Immortality or Vampire Survivors above Xenoblade personally. And like the games that I really liked, people are like, yo, that game Loki Loki is just okay." (laughs) So I'm like, all right, well, we're I'm I feel fine with where it's at.
0: Nobody saves the world. No, um, no. I, <laughs> I feel
1: like we keep coming, the game we keep coming back to. It is,
0: it is that classic problem with lists. of just like, that doesn't feel right for being that high. And then you look at other stuff and it's like, well, I don't know what would top it. Therefore, I guess it's right. I guess that's the only way that conclusion can be concluded.
1: Uh, it could have been Kirby and Horizon, you know, there's still time. Just right, there's still time, <laughs> there's still
0: time. Jacob, uh, how does everything look beyond the top two for you?
5: I I'm weirdly satisfied with this list. Like, <laughs> I'm kind of life. surprised 82. that I'm, I'm looking at it. I'm like, yeah, looks looks good. Like, I, you know, the I. I think it's cool that immortality is at number five. Um yeah, let's I, run,
0: we can run it down here. So if, if you're just listening to the audio here, Elden Ring's yeah. at one, God of Ragnarok two, Xenoblade Chronicles three is number three, four is Pentiment, five is Immortality, six Vampire Survivors, seven Kirby of the Forgotten Land, eight Horizon Forbidden West, nine Citizen Sleeper, ten Marvel's Midnight Suns for the top ten.
5: You know, like if if I had to make a change, I would put Citizen Sleeper above Horizon, but like I'm I'm okay. It it doesn't it doesn't need to. I think Janet deserves that win.
1: Is this a win? I feel like this is
5: it's fine. <laughs> it's a win. You win over me. That <laughs> game was my number two.
4: <laughs> I mean,
0: sure. Um, like I do feel like Janet. If you were not here,
4: Horizon would not even be. Oh, yeah. It would be like low. It'd be I don't think Horizon would be on the list. I think it'd be only like 25. one that yeah. likes this yeah. game.
1: <laughs> I I I understand that. I like
7: what I played, Janet, and I do want to play. It it's high up on my list of games to go back to.
1: It's fun. There's DLC coming out. Uh,
7: I'm I'm sure I will enjoy it more when I when I do get back to it. It's just it's been a it's been a stacked year of. Yeah. I'm, really I'm just long saying the longer we look, the longer speed.
1: we look at this list, the lower we get the same <laughs> <I> thing. <laughs> know we've done it like five hours. <laughs> you know I mean? The case like, of the golden idol.
2: <laughs> You've done enough. That's true.
1: Yeah, I think. The, the more we pick at it, at one point this just won't even be on there anymore.
2: Right? Should we talk about God of War? God of War Ragnarok.
3: Excuse me. Excuse me. Something really <laughs> weird just happened. <laughs> Someone tried to put God of something... War above Elden Ring. All right, we should we yeah, should he's have just this to
2: discussion. Create drama here. By <laughs> the way, you I'm I have good. put a lot of though. <laughs> It's, I put a lock emoji next to Elden Ring and Ben deleted it. Right. But
0: Jeff, you know it's
3: Ben because his cursor's the only cursor that has a name on it.
0: Yeah, Jeff, next time you go to a movie, you should just stand in front of the screen and look at the audience. And every time just be like, yeah, Spielberg's just trying to create some drama here. It actually isn't real, everybody. These are just flickering images. Ben Hansen compares right, to, to Steven Spielberg.
3: <laughs> it feels like the Ben Hansen Passion wow. Olympics every goddamn year. How dare
0: you? <laughs> uh... God of War Ragnarok. We should unpack this. Um, Leo and Sarah, just to just to build from the bottom to the top, maybe. Are you two the most? Nay, I'm very curious. Leo, in particular, I don't think we've really checked in on after you started playing it. What you what you thought of God of War Ragnarok? I played about seven hours, and it's. I really don't care for it. Really? Okay. Wow. There's also the thing of. You started 2018. I think there's like a a through line here of anybody who didn't finish 2018 is not into God of Ragnarok, which I guess is natural, right? So disqualified. No, 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 no. I just think, uh, you know, I think it helps to be invested in that story, right? I think it's this is the proof case of like, can you jump into Ragnarok, get the recap, and still be invested? But don't you think
3: if it was like well-written, they would have been able to invest the uninvested a little bit sooner.
0: I bet there are a lot of people out there that bought Ragnarok that didn't play 2018 and did get invested, just because there's two on the podcast Yeah, I who think didn't. it's
5: more that their gameplay is almost identical. And, like, just the, the kind of, like, way that you make it, you go through the environments, is the same, at least in the first seven hours.
0: Yeah. I, and I feel like I should, there should be something I can grab onto as, like, it seems like something interesting is
5: going on here versus, like... I don't know if it's really just coasting off of caring about the characters from last time.
0: Yeah, the God stuff in the beginning, seeing Odin and Thor show up so early on, you weren't intrigued by those characters at all. I was just kind of like, yeah, sure. No, I I, I was really, I heard such (laughs)
3: great... God's all over the goddamn place.
6: (laughs) Really
0: great things about the story. And I was really looking for pieces to bring me in to care about the story. And I really was bouncing off of all of them. Yeah, Sarah, similar, similar boat.
3: Yeah, I feel the same way as Leo about, you know, the early game, and then the gameplay just felt very repetitive. Like, I could kind of, after like eight hours, I could see the writing on the wall, and I just kind of decided that I didn't really want to do that anymore, Um, especially the puzzle solving. I felt it was kind of more like a chore. Like, I felt like it was less of me doing it and them telling me what to do. Um, But like I said, I only played eight hours, so I don't know if that got better or worse as the game went on.
0: Yeah. Um, hey, I think God of War Ragnarok is an amazing game. Uh, Janet, if I do recall on the podcast, you said it's one of the greatest games you've ever played in your life. Yep. Still feeling that way?
1: Yep.
2: <laughs> it's it's wild to me. To, I mean...
0: <laughs> on, I'm going to go jump out a window real quick.
2: Genuinely, I think it's like some of the best writing in video games, period. I think like, so, yeah. It, it, like, just, and performance-wise as well, like, it just, I don't know, it... it uh, yeah i don't know i don't want to be like leo you're wrong but it's like I, it's surprising to, for me to hear <laughs> yeah, like right. anyone be like "Ah, yeah, the writing's mm-hmm. no good and it's like
1: what is it
0: really other video every games, pretty like,
5: sony game that comes out that it has the best writing and best acting of any game ever every time look, it comes leo, out, leo you know i don't agree There's with no one that know. <laughs> and, and i like this one
1: jacob geller sony hater yeah i we <laughs> talked about it
0: on the podcast yeah i'm curious jacob geller about like that kind of 180 from enjoying 2018 or not liking 2018. And then Ragnarok really locked it in for you.
5: Yeah. I mean, I, what I've, what I've said before is that I think the, the story of God of war 2018 is should Kratos be a good dad? And you know, the answer is, Yes, he right. should. And the whole game you're playing it, you're like, it would be so easy for him to be kind, and he is just not. And it's like, every time he's like, oh, I can't touch my son's shoulder, I'm like, you know what I would do? I would touch my son's shoulder. <laughs> and I, 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 you know, I understand that that's, you know, like that, that, that's not the entire story. And Kratos says, bag, it's whatever. But what, what I like about. Can, can we put. Can we talk about some spoilers? Sure, yeah. Or are we not? No, let's do it. Spoilers
0: for God of War Ragnarok, everybody. Check out the time codes if you want to uh, jump ahead to when spoilers are completely done. But yeah, absolutely. Go for it, man.
5: I mean, so, like, the, the real thing for me with Ragnarok, which comes into play almost at the very end, but you realize it is the point of the story, is, like, you should fight and literally be willing to die for justice for future generations like that is that is almost like the kind of explicit like that is the realization that kratos comes to in ragnarok and that is kind of what thor reaches like right before he gets killed is like kratos's journey is not like should i be a good dad or a bad dad he realizes that like not just protective fatherhood but like justice for the future is kind of the most important thing and where he ends as kind of like a a man who realizes that he like can be loved as a god is like a a god seeking seeking justice which i i just think is is such kind of an amazing moment and place for that story to go
0: yeah i I think throughout that entire game i mean Games tackling families, uh, there's not that many that tack it, tackle it well narratively, and I feel like so much of this game is just about unpacking family trauma, which, sure, I guess if you're really not in the mood for that type of thing, I could see it being a little long in the tooth and stuff, but it's just fascinating to see multiple sets of parents and their kids and everybody's... Dealing with scars of the way that their parents treated them and how they were brought up, and just the ramifications of that, and seeing that kind of trickled throughout the entire game. I've never seen a game unpack stuff in a way like that. Um, and then specifically you since pentiment. we're in... pentiment, all right, I'm interested. Or I am unpacking. interested.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> hey, that got to shine oh, last year. All that's right.
0: right. That's right. Um, but yeah, and then you know, since we're in spoiler zone, I mean, the big thing of actually having you play as Atreus and getting even more. Invested in his perspective, his point of view, every time then you see an argument with Kratos and Atreus and actually having the playable character shift between those two as you're trying to formulate in your mind who's in the right, who's in the wrong, watching this father and son argue, it's just not even to mention the technical miracle of having like a no cut camera, but then transitioning between ca- like characters with that no cut camera that is such a wild idea that I don't think any other game has done. Um, and to pull off a I mean, story as Antif big, Auto. well, the no cut thing, I mean, it's jumping between like the juk 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 juk, but that's that's an interesting comparison, sure. Um, but uh, overall, uh, it just loved it. It, it is a world that. I did not want to leave with 2018's God of War and the fact that they can blow it out in such a big way here. It's just, I i want to soak in that world. It is just, I am delighted every time in the game there's a house with multiple gods in it. And they might be sitting around laughing around a table eating food or they might be arguing about the end of the world. But just, it it's why I liked Hades in a lot of way, right? But just having these almighty beings just sitting around, you get to know their personalities and just knowing like, especially with certain characters in God of War that like stuff can pop off at any second. You don't know what these people are capable of and everyone's just sitting around talking. It's, that's kind of the magic of that game. It's just, it's such a miraculous experience to have this game and just, hey, here's an adventure. Literally anything can happen and you have no idea what's going to happen. Go out on the adventure. Like that is the thrill of God of War for me. And especially jumping between all the realms, seeing how they've all changed, how Ragnarok is affecting each of those. I, it's tough to think of a game in recent memory where there's been such effective, and I know talked about it a lot during the Deepest Dive, so I apologize, but uh, such effective, like, carrots dangling on the sticks. Like, just teases of, like, don't you kind of want to see? Don't you kind of want to rescue Tear? Don't you kind of want to say uh, what the Norns have to say about the fate of Kratos? Like, everything pulling you along in that game is like, God, that is so good. Yes, I am dying to find this out, but that's a sign of me being invested, first and foremost, which a lot of the heavy work was done in 2018. I, I totally agree with that. Uh, I mean,
7: I I only played a couple of hours of 2018 and it, um, I've been playing the new one in the past couple of days. And it's like, I haven't made a ton of progress in the main story just because I think they do a good job selling the side content as well in, in that mm-hmm. kind of way of like, you know, the... Is it Mir? Mamir. Mamir, yeah. Talking about like, hey, you got to go through this door because I really screwed
5: stuff up the last time I was here. I
7: was
6: you, like, you, you do okay. that,
5: that, that whale side quest? I haven't yet. Jeff, no. I missed that. Oh, oh well, you, wow. you need to do the whale. Get, get ready. By the way, what a
0: year for whales. Hats off to whales. You got Brendan Fraser that's out thing. there. Is whales. The whale. Whales are everywhere in 2022. It's amazing.
2: Uh, yeah, yeah but, the, uh, the One thing that's funny, when you guys talk about Marvel and just like talking to characters and like how you can't, tap through the dialogue fast enough where like Ragnarok is like maybe one of the only games where like characters can't say enough which I think yes. is just a testament to like how precise and and well written the dialogue is where it's like I I would walk up to a character and if they stopped talking to me after a couple lines I would be <laughs> bummed out I was like alright I guess I, I guess that's it that's all I get from Tyr hanging out in the house I guess you know He's being suspiciously
0: quiet. Yeah. Um, And you talk about the side quest, Jeff. I mean, that's another big thing with the game is just the scope of this thing. The story's bigger, longer than you think. Um, But then also just they have whole areas like the whole area in Vanaheim, the crater, which you can get based on an just optional side quest. And it opens up and it is just like a mini little open world, a little open region that you go explore. And the fact that you can discover all of that and it's, I don't know, five hours of content. Uh, I suppose, if you really want to boil it down to a number, all based on just, yeah, I don't know, did you follow some footprints in the sand? If you did, then you uncover this and you have your mind blown by this whole new environment, whole new biome, if you will. It's just the scope of that game. It's throughout the entire thing, it's, it's great to see a game... I know this is Sony's uh, cup of tea uh, recently, but just a type of game where you play it and you just go like, Jesus Christ, the production. They threw so much money into this. And Horizon Forbidden West has a lot of that as well. But especially with this game, it's just my jaw was on the floor with how much they pack in there and how well they pull it off.
1: I think what I really love about this game really is the the pacing and how dynamic and frantic it gets at times. I think it was we kind of discussed it a little bit on the last episode where... Ben, you were talking about like what you're, I guess we were trying to pick pin down like the best moment from that game or what yeah. what moment we'd want to highlight. Um, and I think that scene that you had described in that episode is very much, I think, a testament to what this game does well, which is tossing you kind of ping pong you around and making you want to see what happens next. You know, I've described this game as a, a page turner of a game, and I thoroughly stand by that. Totally. I think. The reason that I say this is like one of the best games I've played so far, um, which granted, I still got a lot of games to play, but um, it's such a great stage play that's also very bloody. And again, I get that appeals to like a certain type of player, but the combat, while somewhat simplistic and beat em Feels really incredible, um, and it's fun to experiment with the move set as li- though it may be limited or even in some ways unnecessary. Right? It's like okay, well, I use this element, and I do this damage, and then I swing this around, and you know, I can kind of knock out everything. But it's so fun to play with that and be tossed around in that. Um, you know, I don't. It's funny because we have the spoilers up, but it's like knowing now that Jeff hasn't finished it, you, you do get a new weapon right, in this game, fine. and that weapon's fantastic. It's, yeah. Um, and it it very much is a an incredible stage play that you are part of and that you're watching unfold. I think it's very easy to point to the family dynamics as something interesting, but I also know that's something that people get kind of fatigued by. For me, it, it wasn't so much about the idea of family and like generational trauma. Like that's not what what drew me into the story. What drew me in is the excitement of what the secrets people keep and how those secrets will end up unfolding. And also the the one of the big motifs in this game, like beyond family is fate. Um, and that's such a fun, good, common motif, I think, in media throughout time. And I think they dig into it in such fun ways with so many different characters. Thinking about what is their role in this world? Who do they want to be? Who have they been? Um, I think it's very much to a game about redemption of that fate of like who you were and and how maybe that doesn't matter as much as who you are now and i think there's um a real beauty and honesty in the depiction of of those motifs um it's something i've never seen something so violent and so beautiful as god of war ragnarok um it's left such an an incredible lasting impression and like i said it's just a damn good game to play i mean i feel like i know that mechanically it's not the most mind-blowing thing because if you've been playing god of war games forever they still are you take the chains out and you whip them and you know and that's that, but that's always felt good and that's always been exciting to do i feel like mechanically god of war is the best cheeseburger you've ever eaten where it's like sure this is not elevated fancy it's not oysters not steak but they did the most they could with something that feels so mundane and elevated it in a way that so few games have um this is easily my game of the year one that it's like top of a lot of things for me. Yeah. So it's not really a question of what my game of the year is. It's a question of what's our game of the year because obviously people like Elden Ring and I guess that's cool. But yeah, no. I, God of I, War. I I've messed with it really heavy.
0: Yeah. It um I I really really love God of War. It it didn't quite stick the landing for me. The more I think about kind of the final section of the game, the more it's like eh it's all right. They had to do something. Like, I was so intrigued by that basic premise and full spoilers here, everybody. But the basic premise of even from the last game, uh, seeing the panel at the end that shows Kratos dying. And then throughout this entire game, I feel like it's everyone just double checking every source they have. of Like, is Kratos going to die? And everyone's like, oh, yeah, Kratos is quite dead. Uh, yes, we've seen the prophecy. He's going to die. He's going to die. He's going to die. And everything else has come true in this world. And it's it's such an amazing little tease of like, yeah, but they can't. They can't kill Kratos. I mean, he's like a Sony mascot at this point. But everybody you go to in the game is like, he is going to die. There's no doubt about this. And it's so compelling to be like, All right, now I need to get to the end of the game just to see, are they actually going to kill us, MF or off? And it turns out, no. Uh,
2: does he die? He does Cowards. Die. Yeah. That's kind of my take. It's I think it's a safer don't know, safer man. I, ending. Like, we're getting into a different conversation, but I feel like it. I, it yeah, not I, even I, from I, the IP I perspective. Disagree. Him dying, would have I think that would have been the wrong choice uh yeah. for the direction of that story. But that's that we're getting in a different conversation there. Yeah, I I just want to like just just say that I really adore that game yeah. and it's like it's one of those games that like makes other games just like in in terms like uh, comparable games, right? I mean, we're we're not talking about like different genres and stuff like that, but it, like it just elevates like this the what we should expect from writing and performance in video games across the board, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it just it's it's the there there Sony Santa Monica's like the, they're at the top of their game. Yeah. Should we... Uh, uh, yeah. All, uh, all
7: that said, I am more in Leo and Sarah's camp when it comes to... I I still don't super love the combat, oh, yes. and I no. don't really like the... the it
6: public, sounds
3: like, like a great movie, the, the, the but I just that, wonder the about that, the
1: gameplay aspects yep. of
0: it. <clears throat> I think that's very fair.
1: It's fun to yeah. rip people apart. You can turn into a wolf it, and cheer, chew someone's yeah, head I off. The, like, I think
5: the, the <laughs> combat's fun. I mean, it's yeah, it's kind of a boring... Like It feels good to play, but... I agree that the puzzles are dumb. You know. They I, yeah. fumble the bag <laughs> yeah. on
1: the hint, the hint system. That's probably the weakest thing of the game. Is how they... Yeah. How quickly they roll out hints. I'd argue it's the dumbest but. thing, yeah. Uh, Alright, should we, should we... We did have that in the dumbest thing. <laughs> should we put
0: up an end of spoilers for God of War Ragnarok? No more spoiling? Okay, yeah. no more hints. Yeah. No more nothing about end of the ending of God of War Ragnarok. Great um, game. Amazing game. Um, however, uh, it, it was... It was my game of the year, playing it, and then going back to Elden Ring, because um, I didn't finish Elden Ring. I don't know if it came up on this podcast, maybe once or twice, but I didn't finish that game. But did I went you th- finish?
3: I
1: didn't get to see it. <laughs> Damn you it! Finished it in yeah, we <laughs> that Is there any way to in know? Insane yeah. shame. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, so, in I the went-
1: dark basement of without. You know, anybody watching, he finished this game. I am allegedly.
0: very glad in a way that I didn't finish it earlier in the year and I was able to kind of have this God of War sandwich, uh, the meat of the sandwich in the middle, then I could go back to Elden Ring just to like double check. How was I feeling about that? And then right when I went back to Elden Ring, I feel like first hour, I was like, what, what am I talking about? Of course, Elden Ring's the game of the year. <laughs> there's, there's no debate here. Uh, it's a slam Dunk in my mind, in my mind personally. I don't. As a group, how's everybody feeling
2: About Elden Ring as game of the year, it's it's the best game in years. Plural, it's like it's amazing. (laughs) It's an incredible feat of world design and exploration, and just like that, that we talked about how amazing the scope of that game is. And like, it's like it's not that it's just like big, right? Because that's that's an easy back of the box bullet. It's so big, but like the scope of that game makes you feel as a player like everywhere you go is something that is has not been discovered. Like, Mm -hmm. obviously, that game has been picked apart with, like, a fine-tooth comb, and everyone knows everything about it at this point, but especially early on, like, I really felt like I was discovering something new just because the scale of that game is so inconceivable. Like, it's like, surely not everyone has found this obscure cave in this weird corner that, oh my god, has one of the most terrifying monsters I've ever seen in my life (laughs) just, like, living down here, and I'm just gonna, like, bash my head against a brick wall until I defeat it and just... It just—I don't know—I—it—it—it's I, it, it, incomparable, like the sort of experience I had going through that game. Well, I think it is—it
0: is a little comparable, and I think it's Breath of the Wild-y in a lot of ways. I know we talked about it a long yeah. time ago, but it does feel like Breath of the Wild in 2017 was this big blast of like, yes, video game developers, this is what we want—give us absolute freedom and let us feel like we're having an adventure and we're charting the course and anything can happen and there's a whole world to uncover—and I feel like now Elden Ring is the second big blast from the game industry. Being like, here we go, everybody. And I hope more people will learn this lesson of uh, absolute freedom and empowering the player is a very, very satisfying thing on this end of the TV. Um, people like it. People like also, an adventure.
4: Like, It's also a lot more really than just himself from that. freedom. <laughs> <laughs> like, it, it's more than just, like, freedom because there's all kinds of open world games where, like, yes, you can go everywhere, but... It does, like, everywhere you go, there is, like, a thing you can do and and an adventure you can have. Even if you, like, find out you're in a place that, like, you probably should not be in yet. Like, you can probably, you know, make it to a a new weapon or something like that that's lying on the ground. Or, like, just, you know, something. Like, there is some kind of thing for you to discover, even if you're in, quote-unquote, like, the wrong place.
5: Yeah, it's like exploration is it, 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 again, breath of the wild, where it's like it's internally motivated, where it's like right. I'm not going over there because I think that there will be a, a skill point that I'll get that will help me. It's like the act of exploring is so rewarding in just the things that they show me and 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 kind of like what I experience that I want to explore for that you know not not because i'll get experience not because i'll get a new weapon even though there will be a new weapon and there'll be experience it's just like i just want to see the thing that is there and every time you're like wow i can't believe the thing that's there
0: (laughs) just getting gobsmacked over and over again yeah i'm totally with you i'm like i'm not really a big fantasy guy in general And so I feel like even that, just falling this in love with a fantasy world is something I did not expect on top of a thousand things I didn't expect, you know, because as we talked about on the podcast, you know, a long time ago, like I'm not I'm not a huge from software guy. I've never really clicked with any of those games. Um, And it has been over a decade now of people talking about from software games and be like, yeah, but they're hard, but they're hard. They're scary. And so I was expecting this to be so much worse. And I think the open world nature of being able to just kind of peel out and go anywhere you want instead of beating your head against a boss is a huge component of it. But this game was so much more inviting than I was bracing for impact on. Uh, also, it was so much funnier than I thought it was going
4: to be. Yes. Uh, oh, my God. No one told me these games were funny. And yes. I was like, I was like if, if you had told me that, like, wolves rain down from the sky and, like, there's just all these <laughs> ridiculous things that happen, like... I probably would have played a Souls game or, like, seen one a little bit further through much earlier. But, yeah, Yeah. I was was really struck by, like, how many times I was just amused by this game.
0: Yeah. Like, Kyle Bossman, friend of the show, uh, on a recent delayed input, he described the game's sense of design as, like, your prankster roommate (laughs) like that's what it feels like oh you got me again you little bastard like every time something just completely unexpected happens in this game and i think it's such a magical feeling first of all streaming it on our twitch channel has been great and we don't need to add any more about the end of that experience but it's been great just to like have the from software community and the fans like trying to get me in be like go on in the water is warm and it's like well i'm scared i'm gonna do something wrong and just that overall lesson like you can't mess up you're fine like really you'll be totally fine you can change your build you can't do anything wrong stop being scared of these games everybody um but then outside of that and something that's available to everybody is just having all of those messages in the game which i understand from software fans you're probably numb to this but like it feels just like being in a collective Book club or just some group project, we're reading all of those messages from everybody as some are being cheeky. Hey, try finger butt hole. We got it, we got it, we got it. Um, but then on top of that, it does like it is such a satisfying feeling when someone's like, Hey, heads up on your left. It's like, thanks. Like, we're we're working through this brutal world together, and it makes it so unique overall. And just defeating a boss that you're having a tough time on, and then just finding a little message that just says well done. It's like Hey, thanks buddy around the world. This is this is truly a strand game and I'm signing up for it. I've played and didn't like a full half of the games on our top 10 right now. Yeah. And Elden Ring is the one most where it's like I still like it. Even if I didn't have fun playing it, it's like it's cool. I get it, you know? It's <laughs> the one I most get. Yeah. What what I don't know. I know it's not great for a game of the year discussion to be like, why didn't you like it? But do you have any sense of like why it didn't click for you? It's just something, something wasn't quite there?
5: I've, I've never liked that combat and I've never liked boss battles and that's what a lot of that game is and I wasn't really engaged with it. Yeah. But I really loved hearing the stories from my friends about exploring. And of course,
0: that is the way I want games to move. I think that's a great uh, place for that series to head if we're calling it a Souls game. Yeah, not that it's an amazing moment or thing, but you know, just going back to it, And then just having this experience of like, okay, there's kind of a collapsed building, believe it or not. It's kind of forming this bridge across this chasm. And you kind of have to do light platforming to like get across it. I think it's in the snowy area. And there's just some SOB like shooting arrows at you as you're trying to jump and get across it. And it's just a situation of like, this should be so frustrating. But (laughs) I had so many emotions... Just that little experience of struggling to get across that little bridge, finally getting over there, finally killing that person I was like this. This little microcosm is just an emotional roller coaster ride, and then the game is just five thousand instances of that. It's like I felt more trying to cross that bridge and having that guy shoot arrows at me than I do playing most other
5: video games. The low key underrated element of Elden Ring is how fun platforming is (laughs) interesting like you would that it that it's like it's like there's so many instances of like can i can i jump to this roof and it's like not only can you jump to the roof you are supposed to jump to the roof and there are like 14 places that you can go from the roof and it's like it's so important to the feeling of the world that you are like not going through doors you know that it's like right. no i have to like climb this vine to this like rampart to and like walk down a flying buttress because like everything's crumbled and so i'm just kind of like edging around the the you know edges of all of these places
3: mm-hmm. but if you fall you will fall into a pit with a very scary monster down there who will kill you mm-hmm. and <clears throat> you'll be very scared
2: that's right it will <laughs> happen um also i think they you know did just a, such an incredible job of like making that world feel like it had has existed for like millennia and you're just kind of dropped in there because like right. th- we would almost joke about it I, I certainly i did of like i have no clue what's going on but i th- I feel like that lent so much to the game of just like walking into a room and seeing this like cut scene where like a m- monster pulls like a sword out of its chest and like you know drinks some someone's blood and it's just like <laughs> where am I? Like, what, <laughs> what is this fascinating, horrifying place that like, and it just all bleeds into that. Like you just want to see what's around every corner, even if you don't fully understand it because it just makes it so compelling and interesting.
0: Yeah. That, that's one of those things that I'm still swirling around in my mouth. still trying to get the flavor of, of that debate. I don't know, Janet, I'm not good with words, but the point <laughs> the, the debate of like, is having a cryptic story essential for this type of game. Is there a version of Elden Ring that's even better with a story that's a little bit easier to latch onto?
3: I, I think it's the beauty is rope. in the choice of yeah, it. Yeah, you know? <laughs> Yeah. But the beauty's the choice. If you want yeah. to engage with the narratives, there are ways to engage with the narratives. But some people don't quite care for the narrative and they're okay with it being like as basic as possible, get the pieces of the Elden Ring, become Elden Lord, marry I'll, maybe I'll get married or like become a poop man, but like... <laughs> It's nice that you can, like, go deeper. Like, when I met the Turtle Pope, yep, he was like, you wouldn't believe this, but Radagon left Ranala for America. And I was like, oh, my God, tell me more. <laughs> and they were like, and Ranala fell apart. And I was like, no, he didn't leave her. And they're like, y'all, she is just crying now. And I'm like, insane. I can't. And then when you find out that Radon learned gravity magic so he could ride his tiny horse, I was like, incredible. <laughs> incredible. All
0: right. Uh, but it's all optional. I, I think part of that too is like is some of the, some of the systems. Could there be a pass through this game to make some things a little more approachable? I mean, I was literally forty five hours in, and then a pop up finally appeared telling me how to equip a bow. I was like, "What? <laughs> That's an option for me?" And I'm an idiot. <laughs> I am very aware I'm an idiot. Um, but there's other stuff like very si- simple things. Like I wish I could. Do like a simple armor comparison, weapon comparison for what I'm buying. The fact that there's not an easy way to compare those stats as you're buying those things, like there's still, it's still a from software sure. game, you know. You're it's like Co-op armor? is
2: way is yeah. so opaque and strange. Like it's. Yeah.
0: Right. And I understand so much of the charm comes from that, and it does make a more fun communal experience to try to unpack like, okay, well, here's the Well, they did X have ahead. to
3: patch in like where the NPCs were. Do you remember that? Right. Like, the beginning beginning first tutorial. like you couldn't yeah, was see where there. the NPCs right. yeah. were. Yep. And then they were like, okay, you know, patch, maybe maybe so. we should tell people where the NPCs <laughs> okay, are. Okay, to be clear,
5: the begin there was always a beginning tutorial you just it didn't tell you as explicitly to jump down right i missed
2: it right that's
5: right.
6: still didn't i mean it thats it, like jump down it the, i
1: don't know not, I'm just throwing it out there
2: i know jacob that's not really like a, an argument for like no no it was good <laughs> it's was, it was like it was there and you couldn't even find it i mean like that's
5: it's it's right there okay isn't people
0: like
1: didn't want to like,
5: jump down the it, like there's it's a dead soul pointing into a pit
1: and why did so many people miss it
0: the they should have You're not paying attention. A lifetime of games have told me not
1: and to who
2: jump down who
0: high. I
1: <laughs> In a way that I could not pay attention to it. I don't know
2: uh sarah how's yeah, your I, new game I, I going would Janet, Leo, on that i mean it's like why would you assume it's like oh of course i jump in this giant hole yeah <laughs> like, oh, plenty absolutely. of people oh, you don't think it. that yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: if yeah. all my years of gaming have always told me to go directly into a giant gaping hole instead of just following <laughs> the path out of a cave my bad
0: <laughs> uh yeah but sarah how's your new game going you started a new game is it uh, opening your eyes for yeah. like a different build and all that stuff
3: I mean, I, when I finished Elden Ring, I never kind of thought that, like, maybe I'd want to play it again. I was kind of like a one and done situation. But then recently, like watching you play it, I really caught the bug again. And now I've turned myself into like a giant human laser where I just fire off a oh, laser yeah. and I can kill a boss in like under a minute with my laser. That sounds um, good. Yeah. So I'm, it's, it's fun again. It's fun oh, in right, a different the, way because now there's, there's like, I'm yeah. trying to try. Yeah, it's fun in a new way.
2: There's a whole, like, secondary game, like, because, I, I yeah, I rolled into New Game Plus, and, like, there is just something so rewarding of, like, breezing through those bosses that took me mm-hmm. hours yeah. before that it just, like... That's a whole other, like... That, it took that whole game to give me that moment, but that was like, you know, some of my personal moments of the year is just beating the first like five Elden Ring bosses with like no problem at all. Like, after struggling with them so much, it was so fun. Dude,
0: I, I'm totally with you. It wasn't in uh, New Game Plus, but like, I had marked on my map with a little skull and crossbones, or it's a skull, I guess. Like, every time I hit a boss, I was like, I can't handle this guy. Like, uh, going to Kaelid, warping to Kaelid the first time, the kind of crow guy who's on the steps. I was like, I'm just going to mark him because I'm having a tough time with this guy. So the world was just filled with little markers. And then when I was beating my head against Malekith over and over again, who was the hardest boss in that game for me, at least. um, Which one is that? Do you mind
6: just uh, the death uh, guy the at the
5: very God. end yeah yeah okay. oh wait um, no, no no yeah the, i think the no one you think of mog yeah he has yeah he's, he's, not mog. Is the wolf. He, he's like the beast guy that turns into yeah. the okay yeah first phase yeah, of the fight yeah. he has
0: like the cloth where, on you know, and he's it, like ah he's um, like
3: really fast
0: he's quite fast um he's anyways he's tough. but then like it was so satisfying to then go explore the world again as I couldn't beat this guy to be like I'm just gonna go back to every boss I couldn't beat before and just mop on the floor of them and feeling like a super guy but still it's not it's not full cakewalk mode you still have to be a little bit on edge right because like even enemies in the starting area can still do a real bit of damage to you um, and also it's just it's so fun just to re-explore that world again coming back to it uh, with like the somber smithing stones, just realizing like, okay, I ha- I'm missing like the plus six. So you need to go find that in the world and then it can piece it together just as a weird way of upgrading your equipment to get you, to encourage you to explore even more, even if it is in a bizarre numerical step up way. But it is such a fun way just to try and push you to see a little bit more of that world if you don't have the intrinsic desire like Jacob Geller there.
7: And and it's it's also one of the only games where like, I could play for 30 or 40 hours with a specific loadout and then get a different weapon and be like, oh, I'm just going to change everything now, and this yeah. weapon is now the one that feels great for another 20 hours. Like, I have changed my, my weapons and my playstyles so many times during one playthrough that usually it's like, I'm going to lock in on one thing, it's going to get me through the entire game, and that's what I'm going to stick with. And there's, there's such a good motivation for switching your stuff and they do make it easier to upgrade and get back up to a level even if if you get a new weapon that's like well that's a really weird ability that this one has you can just go buy you know the the different upgrades that you need to get it up to a playable level for your for your level at that point
0: yeah Yeah. kelsey yeah we kind of had a similar trajectory right of coming into this thing and kind of having our eyes opened overall to from software
4: yeah, completely. I mean, I this is not a game... The Souls games have not really interested me in general up until this game, and I probably was going to skip this one too if it wasn't for watching uh, it was my friend's wife uh, play, but, like, I I started watching someone play and realizing like, you can do other things than having to get really good with a big sword. Right. And, like, <laughs> you know, you, like there are a lot of ways to approach this game and like just the, I don't know, like the the feeling of um, like freedom to kind of explore different play styles with this is what really made me be like, okay, maybe I can do this one. And then once I sunk like five hours into it, I was like, wow, I think I really like this. Like, I think I really want to keep going with this and like, not just, you know, play the game that everybody is playing so that I can say I gave it a fair shake. Like, I mean, I, I have not beat it. It's a hard game, but um, you can do it. It's, you know, it's I,
0: right there. It's, it's not that bad. I still,
4: yeah. I mean, I still like,
0: I can guide you. Call me in.
4: Or you all can right, lie like right. Ben about it <laughs> Yeah.
0: It's great. <laughs> That's <what I> <laughs>
6: uh
0: Elden Ring, everybody, is that number one with a bullet?
6: It is Seems for easy. me. Okay,
0: mm-hmm. Janet, how are you feeling?
1: Um, it's. I feel like this was the uh, the obvious choice, so <laughs> okay, yeah, it just makes sense. Like I don't. You, re- you I don't recognize like our those. passion, right? You yeah, like that? I don't. I don't understand the game. Like I can't even give you really a a genuine opinion because I think I just miss all of it it feels mm-hmm. like i'm trying to read something in french and i'm like well i kind of know spanish so I'm like maybe that's <laughs> right, what that word says right. <laughs> and then people were like no you're not supposed to know what the word you feel the words and i'm like look <laughs> i downloaded it i played like four or five hours i deleted it i reinstalled it because i'm a clown played it again fell off a cliff deleted it haven't looked back like well, i just don't it as think as a I clown
2: can... i mean that's your class <laughs> choice I right just, there yeah. <laughs>
1: i just can't wrap my head around it but have you and i i i
5: it is totally fine to not like it. Have you ever like w- watched have you watched like other people play it?
1: <sighs> Only a little bit.
5: Because there is and and I'd say this just to to anyone listening like it is totally fine to not have a literacy with this kind of genre going forward and Elden Ring is is fun for a lot of people to go in blind, but it's also really fun to learn from other people how to play it and like I I don't know. The, the most negative parts of the Souls community have always been like you have to go in blind. And I've always maintained that that's a dumb thing to do. And yeah. it really helps to watch other people play it and kind of understand the rhythms of it. Even even just a little will get you so far rather than having to learn it all on your own.
4: Yeah, I mean, just anecdotally, like I watched like three hours of gameplay that were semi consecutive, like, you know, just kind of not quite beginning, beginning of the game, but like still pretty early and just kind of seeing what was happening in those first, I don't know, within the first 10 hours uh, of that and and being able, because I'm also not literate in this genre at all. I mean, I, I'm more so now that I've played Elden Ring, but like I had tried Dark Souls 2 and 3 and like fell off immediately because I was like, I just do not understand this. Yeah. This is a game for people who uh, like enjoy punishment and it's just it's not me um and i absolutely would have felt the same way about elden ring if i had not like been able to see someone who was semi-literate in it gaining more literacy in front of my eyes if that makes sense
0: hey i think these are the two tens everybody i think i think we've hit it this is the perfect distillation of all of our passions from the bottom up everybody bottom of the 210s <laughs> rumbleverse <Leo>
3: category
0: <laughs> that's right. rumbleverse <laughs> Signalis, The Last Clockwinder, Atari 50, The Anniversary Celebration, Mario Plus Rabbids, Sparks of Hope, Nobody Saves the World, Cult of the Lamb, The Case of the Golden Idol, Hard Space, Shipbreaker, Tiny Ken, Marvel's Midnight Suns, Citizen Sleeper, Horizon Forbidden West, Kirby and the Forgotten Land, Vampire Survivors, Immortality, Pentiment, Xenoblade Chronicles 3, congratulations. God of War Ragnarok and Elden Ring. The two tens, everybody.
3: We really did do did with move? these. Quips, did ben. We move Xenoblade or did Xenoblade move on its own?
5: Xenoblade moved on its own. I think we moved stuff
3: well, down. We said
5: that it saw three, and we were like, well, that's it. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> Xenoblade <laughs> Chronicles it. 3,
0: number three. I Kelsey, I am very happy that Xenoblade is number three. It it is a deserving yeah, spot. Thank you. <laughs>
6: That was I'm off not. the strength of Kelsey's
0: it. argument, not out of any obligation. That's right. <laughs> <I'm sincere. laughs> uh, awesome. Awesome to see. Uh, I really do feel good about this list. Um, hopefully you all enjoyed watching or listening to these episodes of the Midmax show. We appreciate you all being here. Thanks for um, my favorite um, comment to see. And I'm not asking anybody to leave this comment. But <laughs> my favorite comment to see are the people who are like, oh, Midmax is like Game of the Year stuff is some of the best if not the best in the industry that is very heartwarming They're like as a as a bundle idea these final episodes of the year the fact that people look forward to them uh, melts my heart and I assume every other heart on this podcast so thank you if you have looked forward to this hopefully you've enjoyed it hopefully um, during this holiday break you've had some good time to sit back and listen to us talk way too much about good games this year but yeah hopefully you learned something and I appreciate all you being good sports I think this was fun this year yeah, yeah. Everyone everyone's feeling good? Is everyone
2: too tired? That's a lot.
0: We
1: We're, talked no, a lot What about if we two.
3: moved seven. <laughs> well, I was gonna say, where do you think Wordle would have landed if I had okayed
1: it?
6: Where do you think you would have ended up? <laughs> it would have been low. If, like number two. It? I might not have put it on there
4: again. I was just I just ask questions.
6: Right. And sometimes right. I answer
4: them as well, but yeah. it's more fun to ask. <laughs> I still think it would have been low. Like, it would have been on there, but it would have been low. None of us were like, this is game of the year.
2: Yeah. It it was one of those, like, important to the gaming sort of culture-wide, you know, and it's like, how much is that a factor? I don't know. You know, that kind of thing.
0: Yeah. Uh, That's it for min max's content this year uh we'll be back with a new podcast next week we aren't stopping everybody we're going to keep this thing a rolling uh so any help telling a friend is of course greatly appreciated and uh thank you for watching listening um and uh supporting min max over there on patreon if you're feeling generous we'd appreciate that direct support there um you've given us our biggest year yet uh so we thank thee and hopefully you've enjoyed the content uh this year, you know, we have uh, over on our YouTube channel, if you're just listening to the podcast version of this and you've never checked out MinMax's YouTube channel, there's a whole world of stuff that we do outside of this podcast. Uh, so if you just go check out MinMax with two ends uh, on YouTube, you there can find a best of video that's running through highlights of this year. So if there's a lot of video stuff that you missed and you want to learn what else we do other than this podcast, check out that video. Hopefully you enjoyed it. And hopefully, hopefully you agree that this was min max's best year it's in my mind min max's best year by a mile uh so thank you to all of you for making this happen and yeah everybody on this podcast for making this happen i mean janet flying out to minneapolis to go on a jet ski even though she had never driven a jet ski and does not know how to swim. That is that is champion uh, stuff there. So thank Risking you, Jeff. Risking dangerous for this
1: content. <laughs>
0: that's right. That's right. And everybody for going above and beyond with all the shows, all the ideas for New Show Plus. Um, Sarah uh, bringing the funny all the time, coming to the community meetup, all that type of stuff. I greatly appreciate it. Everybody's doing their part, and it's wonderful to see. Uh, thank you. Anything else anybody wants to say before we wrap this sucker up? Can we have if a pissy letting zone? Me
1: put Horizon on the list. Uh,
0: uh, yep, yeah, I'm sorry. What was What was that, Leo? What Leo said. Uh, can we have a pissy zone, like backstage pass exclusive? a few minutes Ooh. after the recording we can Ooh. we can, yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. can we have like is, a free this speech this is the best incentive to out. sign <laughs> up for Patreon can we have a free
6: speech
3: zone
0: <laughs> yeah let's let her rip but and the genuinely that like comes with
1: that kind of comment
3: you know Ooh. just like this was the best idea
0: okay I love it. okay really so if you're, at the, if you're at the backstage pass tier we're gonna let her rip after this recording ends <laughs> and really share how we <laughs> feel no about this and no
3: commenting what we said other no, places no it's top so other secret it's top secret no you paid for this you keep it to yourself that's
0: right and if you want to listen to it you can jump up to that $10 tier uh, just for one month and you so get exciting. access to it um just, but uh yeah, before we so do, all do that your
1: plans this evening if people can leave the call i'll just stay for myself <laughs> that's fine. i've never enjoyed Ooh. the game of the year discussions
3: more
0: all right uh by the way uh party chat our patreon exclusive podcast uh this week uh well it's the last episode of the year i suppose so you can find it in that feed but uh, if you want to hear jacob geller and i uh go on and on about how much we loved avatar the way of water And then also talk about changes to MinMax's content coming up in 2023. Um, It is the latest episode of Party Chat is a special two-hour call-in episode. So I hope you all enjoy that. You unlock that podcast in your favorite podcast app each and every week by supporting MinMax on Patreon at the $5 tier. And thank you to everybody at the $50 tier, the game champion tier. I'm talking Dominic Sechoki, who is the champion of Disaster Day of Crisis. Jawar Hello, who is the champion of Pathfinder Wrath of the Righteous. Great choice. You are hello. Starkiller is the champion of Pajama Sam. No need to hide when it's dark outside. <laughs> nice. <laughs> a very good name for a game. Uh, prettygoodprinting.com. And Seth over there, they're the champion of Spider Man Cartoon Maker, which I would love to play at some point. Um, I was a big fan of like The Simpsons Cartoon Maker. And this is just you a Spider Man variant of it. You knew that too, Leo? I, I love that yeah i played the simpsons one as a kid oh god that's awesome uh so patrick poke is the champion of snk versus capcom card fighters clash cool choice patrick and miguel magi is the champion of pno3 thank you to everybody that game champion tier and thank you for a big year here at min max we greatly appreciate it and that's it as we like to say be good have fun let's go <laughs>